Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. For far too many years, we have looked for our Savior. Some call him the Matthew and others the Black Messiah. We know him as the Lamb, Rabboni Yeshua Bar el Hadi of Chazon Yeshua, Revelation 21.9, and the Elohim, Angelic being Micaiah, Michael, the bringer of the seven vials, of which the first vial has already been poured out on the world. We judge him by his works, for we have seen him at work for over 20 years. He is hated. He has been imprisoned, scorned, reviled, and slandered, yet he still stands strong. We have seen him give and give and get nothing in return. He has helped many human beings only for them to become Judas Iscariot and turn on him for his love. We have seen him heal the sick with one touch of his hand. He has told us everything that is happening now in the world before it happens. He told us we were Nubian, and he started to know us. He explained so clearly each holy scripture in Arabic, which is Hebrew, and Saraic, which is Arabic. With him we now know all things so clearly. Yes, he is here in human form right now. Don't miss him. Come suck with him. He is the key to all locked doors. He is the answer. Yes, peace in the land. It's truly wonderful. What is the correct way to, uh, to, to make ablution? <laughs> there is no right way. It's called mikvah in the scriptures, purifying the body. Now, the Quran, if you want to follow El's Quran, right, then you would follow a tradition that says, on the Lord, it says, wash your hands, your feet, your face. There's nothing about sticking your fingers in your ears and going behind your ears and crossing your fingers. None of that was law. Those are customs and traditions that men fed us and we followed. Instead of us saying, this me, El Allah, El Rahman, El Rahim, which is the way we should have said it, they were taking the L out of everything. That's what the Muhammadans did, the pagan Arabs, because they worship Ur. Ur is from where the word Ur of Chaldea comes from, meaning fire. Yeah. So they changed it to classical form, added Tajweed, and had us saying, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, or Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, and took L's name out. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Auzu billahi minash shaitani rajim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. 
you go back to the Torah, the Tanakh, and look at the first chapter, better shit, or what's called the genealogy of man, it says... Wait, you're giving me all these things to read. I got to start somewhere. I, I don't know if I ain't remember all of this. Start where I started. Read the book of the angel Malachi. When you say Malachi, you're saying my angel. The reason why they don't know who wrote the book is because Melchizedek wrote the book of Malachi. Read the book of Malachi and it tells you what to read in Revelation. Then go from Malachi straight to John. And then from John straight to Revelation, don't read the stuff in between. Start with Malachi. Read Malachi. But my poster is right. Oh yeah, both of them are right. The poster is right by tradition of authorities, of right following the tradition of our fathers. Our fathers prayed a certain way. And they added in customs and traditions that became century practice. I understood that. That's clear. Now we've got the point where we're at the first candle. I know it's going to sound confusing. The first candle of the last eight years of Hanukkah is lit. We're now eight years from the end of the world. So that candle opera that you see the so-called Jews lighting every year around Christmas, which is uh, December, which is a symbol of the goat, which is Capricorn, as they call it, right? It's symbolic of the last eight days of creation. 2000. Until the year 2000. We are, the first candle is being, was lit this year in Israel. You right. follow that? Yeah. And now we're starting the countdown for the miracle. If that, first, if that candle stays lit without burning out, for eight more years, we're coming into the year 2000, which is the end of his... This is a literal candle. This is a literal candle. It's kindled, right, in Israel, right? And if it stays lit, we're coming into the end of the world. The devil knows his time is up. It's 6,000 years up. We, as a people, are... Listen, we are Israelites. Why do I say we're Israelites? I say we're Israelites because Ishmaelites are Israelites. They just don't want to know it. Let me tell you why, for those who understand. The word Israel, Israel, means to ascend towards, their name again? El, E-L, right? Israel. Muhammad made an Israel in the Quran to El. So Muhammad, his name should have been changed to Israel. But the Muslims didn't do it. Now, in the house of Yahweh, Jacob, his son, Joseph, married an Egyptian woman, a Seah, and had two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. And Jacob welcomed those two sons, Manassehites and Ephraimites, into the family as Israelites. Correct? Now, let's, that's a historical fact. Okay. Now, let's go back to Abraham. Abraham took a wife called Hagar, an Egyptian woman. She had a son named Ishmael, or Ishmael, right? And he had sons. So, by right, the Ishmaelites are as much Israelites as are Manasseh and Ephraim. So when they speak of the host in the book of Malachi, I'm appearing so when you read it, you'll see it. When they speak of the host of Elo, or the host of Elo, they're talking about all of us in the last covenant. The first chapter of Malachi is going to tell you how the Israelites messed up. The second chapter of Malachi is going to tell you about a new covenant that came in amongst the Ishmaelites and how they messed up. And the third chapter of Malachi is going to tell you about us. And the fourth chapter of Malachi is going to tell you about the end of the world. I have one more question. You said in eight years, but I was told the 144,000 would be my children's children. So how is that going to come about in eight years? It's not. So what about the 144,000? I'll tell you. Wait. It was supposed to be born like the elders. The word Shem. The word Shem means upward or there in the ancient language. Shem means upward or in Arabic you say Sem. 
sky. Shem is Hebrew for Aramic Fever. In the scriptures, in the, in the sixth chapter of Genesis, right, they speak about elders coming down here and having children amongst human beings and producing children of Shem. They call it renowned, but the Hebrew word is Shem, children of the sky. Those that was for now. The next time it happened is when he said, "My soul will not always be with man, for he is but flesh." And they were speaking about when an individual will be born the same way as those original beings, and that would be that some individual will be born by the interventation of an angelic being, your father, and a human woman, like it says, and the sons of God saw the daughters of man and went into them. Did that happen again? That was Jesus. All right. And they said he'll live 120 years. That was him. Now, and then at the end, they say, we must, Jesus said, as many as believe on me, to them I give the power to become the Shem, or the sons of Elohim. So therefore, we were supposed to produce the children in 1970, and raise them, and then they would give birth to the angelic kids. So the kids, that, the children that were born in 1970? Was supposed to be that, but the devil set out to get all those kids. He had his full concentration on the destruction of the kids in the tabernacle. We were so busy doing so many other things, we overlooked that he wanted the kids and the kids only. He wasn't interested in me, wasn't interested in you, wasn't interested in him. He wanted our kids because he knew that they were supposed to give birth to that group of divine beings. The Elohim would be born on earth again, the Israel kids. So what he did is he destroyed the covenant and he made us. He said, I'm going to make evil fair seeming. Catch me again. There was a period of time when we knew, we had knowledge, we had no beliefs. Right now you live in beliefs, you want to believe things. Belief is ignorance. Right knowledge is to know. Understand that? Belief is ignorance because belief is the acceptance of things that you do not know. As an Elohim, or as it says in the book of Genesis, that he said, now the man has become, now the man has become like us. He knows good from evil. That's the first thing that it said that man knew. Good from evil. This is the result of the destruction of the, the, the uh, children in 1972. From 19 okay, I'm going to get to that. No, what it means is, back then was the only time we ever knew anything. Name something you know now. You know nothing. You don't know if there's a heaven. You don't know if the Quran is authentic. You don't know if you're a human. You don't know whether this is mustard or red. You don't know whether this is white or gold. All you know is what they told you and you have belief in what they told you. When we were in our right state, state of Elohim, we didn't have beliefs. We knew because we were the gods that everybody worshipped. You follow that? The people with the crown, the woolly hair, right? We were the original Watusi and the original pygmies. There was hair. Pygmies. Pygmies and Watusis were the original people that was on the earth before Adam and Eve. Understand? Adam and Eve came after that. Adam and Eve was genetically bred by elders to give a genealogy. The first human being on the planet Earth classified a human being was Seth's son. Seth's son's name was Enos, and Enos means mortal or human being. Seth of the Torah is Sethmos, the ancient Egyptian god, to Cain. You said Adam and Eve was born through somebody? Oh, yeah. Not Adam was a tribe, and Eve was a tribe. Male and female created he them. It says in Genesis. So where does the apple and the serpent come in? Apple and the serpent comes in with the pomegranate apple. And you can read all about the pomegranate apple and the building of Solomon's temple and the priest robe throughout Exodus and Leviticus and Numbers. These are books of the scriptures in case you don't understand. Yeah, I know where you're from. Yeah, so, but that happened to the family. Once that breed of the Watusis and the Pygmies came together to have that child for the refilling of the earth. So if you read, you'll see that it says in the beginning he created two great lights. Correct? 
poor interpretation says the two great lights is the sun and the moon. The, the moon has no light. So therefore in Genesis when it says he created two great lights, he couldn't be talking about the moon. Because the moon has no light of its own. The moon is non-luminous. The second light he's talking about is the light that's inside you and me. People of the sun. We are Shem. The name Samson means solar. You with that? Yeah. That's what the name Samson means. Shemsa means the sun. Solar. We are sun people. This is why we can live under the sun and Europeans cannot live under the sun. We've really got an epidemic on our hands in this country. The incidence of melanoma is increasing alarmingly. We also have a very high incidence of other forms of skin cancer to the point where two out of every three Australians before the age of 70 will have some form of skin cancer. More than twice the world average, this high cancer rate is usually explained by Australians' love of the outdoors. Exposure to the sun's ultraviolet radiation causes skin cancer. And because the majority of people here are very light-skinned, they're especially susceptible to the sunburns that lead to this disease. What they do not teach you is what's called right knowledge. Right knowledge is that there's a sun burning inside of you, a light burning inside of you. That they tell us that there's just energy here. There's light and fire burning inside us, and that's what they're speaking about in the book of John, when it says the light is shining in the darkness, but the darkness comprehendeth it not. And that light is called Ruh in Hebrew, and it's called Ra in ancient Egypt, and we were called Amon Ra. The word Amon means Amon, our faith. So Muhammad named all of those people that worship Ra, Mukmin and Mukminati, which is short for Amen. And every one of your prayers end with Amin. Let me hear you say Amen. Oh, let me hear you say Amen. Amin, which is the ancient Egyptian god, Amun and the Ra, the Ra with the sun in us as the original people of the sun. And we roam the earth millions of years, 17 million, 20, 50,000 years to be exact, before Adam was created 49,000 years ago. You follow that? And then Adam was just one breed from the Watusi tribe, and Hawa was one breed from the Pygmy tribe. They came together when the earth had been hit with a meteorite. It killed the dinosaurs and destroyed most of the life form on the planet. And that planet had to be refilled or replenished, like it says in the book of genealogy, called Genesis, right? And that's when they brought these two kids together, Adam and Eve. And the men who brought them together were called the Elohim. That's why they translate in your Bible God. If you look into the Hebrew, it says in the beginning, Elohim did this. Elohim did this. And then when they get to Genesis chapter 2, in the first four verses, it moves from Elohim into Yahweh Elohim. And then when it gets into Genesis chapter 3, it gets down into who Satan is and his temptation of this man and this woman. But this man and woman were just walking on the earth where the spirit of the Most High called Elohim was already here. We were called the spirit because we were called Ruh, and Ruh is soul, and that's Ra, the sun, the light, and the light, the second light inside of us, the light that shineth that we don't understand. We are the gods. We have been taught to worship people when everybody on the planet is worshiping us. You understand? We are the people that they're worshiping. All this ancient Mesopotamian, Babylonian, and ancient Egyptian history are all facts, but it's all pre-history, meaning pre-Torah. The Torah was written strictly for us to log in our genealogy when the two children were created, Adam and Eve. Prior to that, we were gods, so we never worshipped. The first time you find anything about worship is when you get to Seth. And it says, and then they began to call on the name Yahweh, and that you'll find also in Genesis, in his fourth chapter. Then they started calling. Prior to that, we didn't worship because we were worshipped. We were the Elohim. 
And that's why they always say Elohim is plural, and they try to put Jesus back there with the Elohim. So you go back to the book of John, and you read John chapter 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word. Now go to Genesis, and it says, In the beginning, Elohim created. In the beginning was the Word. And then you go back to Genesis and it says, in the beginning, Elohim. So the word in Elohim must be the same thing. Yes, Jesus was a part of the Elohim because he was one of the elders. And those elders and scientists are the ones who bred the Adam and Eve after the planet had been, like I said, hit by a flare of uh, meteorites that destroyed all the dinosaurs and the prehistoric man. The first trace of the white man came out of what they call Java. The Java man, you heard of Java man? Yeah. Java man is a short word of saying Javan. You look in the genealogy of Yethit. That Java man is like the uh, Neanderthal man. That's right. That's a hairy, that's an ape man, a dog man. Europe. That's right. That's Greeks. The word Java and Javan is the Greeks because the sons of Jephthah married in to the seed of Canaan and produced the Java man who went in caves. We lived behind waterfalls when the planet was covered under dust. That meteorite that you're talking about, is that the Kaaba you're talking about? No. Or is that, did the, that come the Kaaba? No. The Kaaba is a product of the flesh of um, Adam. That was a sign that when the scientists finished breathing, right, when they made it. That's all it that has to do with it. Kaaba, when you look at the root of the Kaaba, you're talking about where they set up idol worship. Let me tell you about El-Islam. El-Islam was the first school. After El-Islam, then there's Christianity. After Christianity, then there's the truth, Mila Ibrahim. Mm. I had to teach y'all Islam first and give y'all a thorough understanding of Islam. What is Islam? Islam is an ancient Babylonian religion. What do they call their religion in Islam? Deen. For 25 years, I tell them the Quran says Mila. For 25 years, they say Deen. Who's Deen? Deen is Dinah. Who's Dinah? An ancient goddess of the crescent. You follow that? What does it represent? Fertility. What is fertility? The symbols of a mosque. A minaret, which is supposed to be a penis, and a dome, which is a breast. It goes back to the ancient Babylonian worship that they kindled under the name Allah. Who is Allah? Allah was the, one of the ancient Babylonian gods from uh, Nebuchadnezzar and them. We actually go back to Nimrod and them. Islam was the first school of taking the spell of Leviathan off our people. Who had never intended for our people to remain Mohammedans or Mukmin, meaning people who worship Amun Ra. Because it's Amun and Atan. Amun is plural, which is Elohim, and Atan is single, which is Elo or Yahuwah. We had to get back to the fact that we are the Elohims to get back to the fact that we are the Elo. So a lot of traditions and customs, and I made sure that they knew every custom. We was the only community who wore veils, jelly beers. We did everything it was because if you're going to teach your people well, you got to submerge them in that knowledge. You follow that? Yeah. But that was not what they call right knowledge. That was called belief. Because while we were all submerged in Al-Islam, it was all based on belief, not facts. Now we had to go back, and after we finished that, I taught them all about Christianity. When you say and belief, I, you mean faith also. I, when I say belief, I mean to lie to Eve's children. Be lie, Eve. <laughs> to lie to Eve's children, which is the one they said, there'll be two seeds, the woman's seed, which is Eve, and the serpent's seed, which is Leviathan. Mm. And believe means to lie to Eve's children. Faith means believing in the God, Amen. Amenah. Faith, Mukminun, Mukminati, ancient God. And that Amun, like I said, is all, we're Amun. We're Amun Ra. We're the son of it. Islam just taught you the first stages. Um, who who um, worshipped us back then? Who worshipped us? Yeah, back then. The Hindu worshipped us. You had Watusis, Pygmies, and the other people called Sint. They called them Sint, right? They moved down to a place called Bali. 
they still have temples in Bali now in India, and that was called Eden. That was a different Eden than our Eden, right? Those people worshipped us and they made images of us. Krishna, Brahma, Shiva. When you say Brahma, you're saying Abraham. You follow that? When you say Krishna, you're saying Christ or Messiah. Well, that's all those names represented. We became their gods. But then they became uh, idol worshippers. They got the, 20, the 200 fallen angels, left the land of Persia, which is called Nod, and moved in that land, and they started worshipping them by, because they were fire worshippers. They saw power in them. And then we lost the worship because we stopped knowing. And what is the thing we stopped knowing? We stopped knowing good from bad. That's what it says in Genesis. Now the man has become one of us, what? Knowing. Good. That's the only time we knew. What did we discover? In, the, in Genesis, we discovered good from bad. We knew good angels from bad angels. Now, we don't know good people from bad. We don't know good food from bad. We don't know good music from bad. We don't know anything, and we were the ones who knew everything. And so they put us under a spell. What kind of spell? The spell of ghost worship. You understand? Ghost worship. And they said gospel. Ghost spell. They put us under some ritual. It sounds crazy, but it's called etymology. It's in the sounds, right? They put us under a spell and had us worshiping spirits. And if I didn't worship a spirit, God, what did they call me? They call me a Dios. A Dios. If I don't worship a theory, I'm an atheist. And they say atheist. You see, or in Greek, the same thing, Dios. Or in Spanish, Dios. Or in French, do. All of these names come out of the same thing, theories. We didn't worship theory because we were Ethereans. See, ether, atheist. We were Ethereans and we were the gases people. If you look at the word gases and change that G, which is the ancient language from a G in Hebrew, we say Gemal. In Arabic, you say Jet. Right? Take, take the word gas and put the Jet there. And what do you get? Yeah. Say it. Gases. Say gases. Yes. In our Hebrew is ga, gemad. In Arabic is ja. Yes. Put the ja where the g is at. Jesus. 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 Oh. <laughs> a spirit. See, a spirit belief. Because we didn't believe in spirits. We didn't believe in spooks. You know why we didn't believe in spooks? Because that's what they called us. Spooks. <laughs> we were the spooks. We were the spiritual beings who incarnated on this planet. When they say God, they're playing a trick on your eyes. Right? When a child reads backwards, what do they say they have? Dyslexia. Right? That means they read backwards. What does the word lexia mean? Lexia means law. Look it up. The word lexia means law. Dyslexia means to go against the law. And they're teaching you to write from left to right. And all the ancient scriptures you'd read from right to left. So now let's go and go against the law and read God from right to left. Instead of from left to right. What do we read? We read dog. What is the dog? The dog star. Anubis, the ancient jackal of ancient Egypt. The god of the dead. Who's the dead? The caucus people. You follow that? The books that they're teaching you is called the Book of the Dead. They tell you it's the New Testament. Yeah, they make a New Testament. What is the New Testament? The Book of John. What is Matthew's Mark and Luke? Nothing. Who's Mark? Mark is Mark Anthony. And if you look at the books of Matthew's Mark and Luke and ignore, put John where it belongs first, and not last, you'll see that each one of them says in the beginning. The one says in the beginning this happened, the other one says in the beginning that happened. Who's Mark? Mark Anthony, he's the father of Jesus or Zeus. 
Who did he marry? Cleopatra. Listen now, this is called right knowledge, right? He married Cleopatra, and because he was of the people who had no color in their skin, they were transparent, they were not sun people, they were moon people of the moon cycle. We were sun people, solar plex people. You follow that? We, we can stand under the sun all day. They can't do it. They do, the sun will attack them. So he was considered a ghost person. They called him ghost. Ghost is another, just a synonym for the word goat. And that goes back to Capricorn and, and Nimrod and Jesus and December and the tie-in of the devil worship and the star and the crescent. The star and the crescent that Muslims use as their symbol, a five-pointed star and the crescent. That crescent, if you look it up, is the word Dina. That's the demon, the female, Dina. And that's what they call their religion, Dean al Islam. And in the Quran, the last revelation that Allah gave to Muhammad, he said, it's not Dean al Islam, it's Dean Allah. <laughs> and they still, after that, call it Dean al Islam. You saw that? Because they worship as Abdina and the question, the moon. So they changed it from the solar calendar to the lunar calendar. The solar is alive. The lunar is dead. So they call the Bible the ancient book of the dead and made people think that Unkanuntin, who was a Timorphodite, look, check this feet, right? That he was the one who wrote the book of the dead. The book of the dead means a book of people that are dead. Who in the New Testament is alive? Nobody. The only one they say is alive, they say is alive in the spirit. And they say that that is Jesus, and Jesus is Cleopatra and Mark Anthony's son. You understand it? Mark Anthony was of the gods. See, that, see, because of the spell of Leviathan, when I say Mark Anthony is a god and a wicked man, you think God is good. But if you read God semitically with dyslexia, God becomes Anubis, the ancient Egyptian god dog. That the Greeks came into Egypt to study under us and steal the knowledge and take it back and turn it backwards. They started making us read from left to right instead of from right to left. And they start modernizing, standardizing all the languages. There wasn't no spoken language in Egypt that was not the same language that Abraham spoke and the same language that Noah spoke. Why? Because when Abraham got to Egypt, he spoke to the Pharaoh. Right? When Moses got to Egypt, he spoke to the Pharaoh. They told us certain things that ain't true. They told us that the serpent was a symbol of the devil. That's not in the Torah. The word Nachas in the Torah where they have serpent means to whisper. Nakas is Kanas. The serpent was not bad to us when we ruled ancient Misraim called Egypt. You follow that? And how do you know it? Because it was a serpent of Aaron that consumed the serpent of the Pharaoh. Now, why would Aaron use a wicked being to consume another serpent? Because the ancient Israelites, who we are, that was not a wicked being. And Moses and them marched through Jerusalem with a serpent at the head of them. And all the pharaohs put a serpent on the head which symbolized medicine and purity. And to this very day, the Kundalini is being used as a sword with two serpents on it that came out of ancient Egypt. That's who we are. We are the ancient Egyptians. But we don't like the word Egyptian because Egyptian means Egyptos or burnt faces. We're not burnt faces. The one that became burnt faces was the Hyksos dynasty who came into Egypt who Moses fought against. And Moses' real name is Thutmose, the god of ancient Egypt. When you say Thutmose, you're saying Moses. And the Hyksos dynasty of light-skinned people came in and warred against us over there and they became burnt faces because they came in from Greece. They came in from what they call the three points. And that was Spain, uh, Rome, and Greece. Those are the three families, the Spartics, the Franks, the Hittites, and the Anglics who moved in in the Mediterranean area. And when they moved into our motherland, their skin became burnt. So they called them Egyptians. We were not called Egypt, we were called Mithraim, those people of the two rivers. And those two rivers are the ones that lead down into a place called what? Huh? Aswan, past Aswan down where? 
Past Sudan and down into what? Past Nubia and down into where? Huh? Say it louder. Ethiopia, east of people. We are the east of people, the Ethiopians, the Kusia. They called us in ancient times. We inherited the name Sudan to identify that we were not the burnt face people, but we were the original seed. We inherited the name Aswan to identify we were not burnt black, that we were original black, that we had the nine ether. You understand? And with the nine ethers is the texture of your hair. Because your hair comes out the follicles and creates a number nine. His hair comes out the follicles and creates a number six. And nine to the ninth power of nine is the highest number on the universe, which makes us infinite. That is our number. You follow that? So we were the gods. When I say gods now, you see what happened? You got to keep it dyslexia. <laughs> but if you don't, it'll end up dog. So when I say Mark Anthony was a god, and Mark Anthony came into Egypt and had sex with Cleopatra, and then brought in their religion. And their religion was the worship of the cat. You understand that? They had what's called a holy cat. And they built a monument in Egypt for the holy cat. And the monument or the symbol in Egypt for the holy cat, you call it Sphinx. It's not one of our symbols. Now, if you take holy cat and put it in a dyslexia state, you'll get Catholic. <laughs> Catholic, cat, holistic. And now they can't teach you Christianity, so now they're bringing in what they call holistic sciences. The new world order, because people have fallen away from Krishna worship, which is Christianity. We saw through that. We're starting to rise back up again. The moment we stop conking our hair and pressing our hair and putting our feet on the grass again, things are going to start opening. We lost our eye and our light is dim. Blow on your hand with wind like this. With your breath. What do you feel? Heat. Why do you feel heat? Huh? No, not because of the temperature. Because of ether. Ether is a gas. You understand that? What do we breathe in? What do we give off? What does it take for fire to burn? Oxygen. What does it give off? Carbon. The, the devil is never going to tell you, the Etheric people or original Ethiopian pygmies, that there's a light burning inside me and you. A real fire burning right inside our chest. Your scientist is not going to admit it. He'll tell it to you when he teaches you about the circulatory system and the respiratory system. He tells you how the blood fuses into the lungs and it's charged and it sends up gases to the brain. He'll tell you that. But he doesn't tell you that when you ignite blood, it ignites into a flame. That's why they said the light shineth in the darkness, but the dark comprehendeth is not. And the light is the life in man. We have a lit sun inside of us. If you see you have the full game of basketball and step back, you'll see the heat waves coming out of your body. The same way it comes out of the earth. That's why they said he created two lights. The greater light and the lesser light. And the greater light was the rock there. And the reason why we acknowledge and respect the rock is because Ra meant to see. Ra'ah. It didn't mean sun. The word for sun in ancient Egyptian was Shamsa. And that meant mushmish, illumination. It represented the sea because then there was no electricity. So when the sun appeared to rise, because it doesn't rise, that's when we started building. So we look forward for the rising of the sun. The Babylonians did this. They made us hate the rising of the sun. By telling us, make sure you don't make fudge while the sun is rising. That's because we were sun people. People trying to get away from the sun made us start hating the sun. How'd they make you hate your hair? No, by telling you to pick cotton. 
That's right. There was a million things in this country that slaves could have did. It's not amber waves of cotton, it's amber waves of grain. Why they have us picking cotton? Because it made us hate the texture of our hair. And that's the first thing everybody here did. Comp their hair, brush their hair, straighten their hair, perm their hair, process their hair, jerry their hair, anything to make your hair straight. You know what you do? You take a piece of hair and take a match and come down there. You know what you see? Before the fire touches the hair, it curls. It forms a nine. The nine ether. When they make you start pulling your hair out, they make you cut off the flow of the energy around here. That's what the processing and the straightening is. Name another people on earth would not be here. They call it kinky. I call it kingly. people have fallen away from Krishna worship, which is Christianity, we saw through that. We're starting to rise back up again. The moment we stop conking our hair and pressing our hair and putting our feet on the grass again, things are going to start opening. We lost our eye and our light is dim. Blow on your hand with wind like this, with your breath. What do you feel? Why do you feel heat? Huh? No, not because of the temperature. Because of ether. Ether is a gas. You understand that? What do we breathe in? What do we give off? What does it take for fire to burn? Oxygen. What does it give off? Carbon. The, the devil is never going to tell you, the etheric people, or original Ethiopian pygmies, that there's a light burning inside me and you. A real fire burning right inside our chest. Your scientist is not going to admit it. He'll tell it to you when he teaches you about the circulatory system and the respiratory system. He tells you how the blood fuses into the lungs and it's charged and it sends up gases to the brain. He'll tell you that. But he doesn't tell you that when you ignite blood, it ignites into a flame. That's why they said the light shineth in the darkness, but the dark comprehendeth is not. And the light is the life in man. We have a lit sun inside of us. If you see you after a full game of basketball and step back, you'll see the heat waves coming out of your body. The same way it comes out of the earth. That's why they said he created two lights. The greater light and the lesser light. And the greater light was Ra there. And the reason why we acknowledge and respect Ra is because Ra meant to see. Ra. It didn't mean sun. The word for sun in ancient Egyptian was Shamsa. And that meant mushmish, illumination. It represented the sea because then there was no electricity. So when the sun appeared to rise, because it doesn't rise, that's when we started building. So we look forward for the rising of the sun. The Babylonians did this. They made us hate the rising of the sun. By telling us, make sure you don't make fudge while the sun is rising. That's because we were sun people. People trying to get away from the sun. 
made us start hating the sun. How'd they make you hate your hair? No, by telling you to pick cotton. That's right. There was a million things in this country that slaves could have did. It's not amber waves of cotton, it's amber waves of green. Why'd they have us picking cotton? Because it made us hate the texture of our hair. And that's the first thing everybody here did. Conk their hair, brush their hair, straighten their hair, perm their hair, process their hair, jerry their hair, anything to make your hair straight. You know what you do? You take a piece of hair and take a match and come down there. And know what you see? Before the fire touches the hair, it curls. It forms a nine. The nine ether. When they make you start pulling your hair out, they make you cut off the flow of the energy around here. That's what the processing and the straightening is. Name another people on earth with Navier. They call it kinky. I call it kingly. Now he's getting ready to start teaching y'all Egyptology. So he's gonna breed people like Dr. Ben and Dr. Clark and them, and these are demons. When you go to Egypt, at a temple called Edfu, um, it's called the Temple of Heru, the Elder, or Horus the Elder, at the place called Edfu, you see, in life-size drawing, and big into the wall, the drama of Heru revenging his father Asaru or Osiris death by killing his uncle Setiphon. We could go now to the temple of Aset, which they call Isis, at the island of Phile, and see the beginning of the story. Now all these temples, I'm telling you, exist. This is no fairy tale. The story, this is the story of fairy tale that may be, but the fact that the story is still there, written in the wall, that is no fairy tale because anybody could go and still see the story, not only written in letters, but drawn and cut in the wall. Yes, anybody that knows the box of Pandora in ancient Egypt knows that there was a million gods for each dynasty. Every time a dynasty came, there was a new bunch of gods. So know what happened to us as a people if we opened that box? 
We got so many gods. There'll be a group over here saying we follow the Hyksos dynasty. This will be the Ramses dynasty. This will be the so-and-so dynasty. And then we'll have the same problem we have now. It's called the Catholics. And then the protesters against the Catholics become the Protestants. And then the evangelists who's going to spread what they protested about became evangelists. And then those who were waiting for the 50th Jubilee became the Pentecostals. And then there was those that bore witness that the name was not God but Jehovah. And they became Jehovah's Witnesses. And then there was those who said, well, we have to keep the Sabbath, and that happens on the seventh day, not the sixth day, and they became seven day, and they're going to advance with this new idea, seven day Adventist, and they started breaking us up. And what happened? When you go in our neighborhoods, you find that all of us were the ones all confused. You got some black Job witness knocking on your door. And you're a Baptist, and you're like, God, listen, I'm a Baptist, I ain't into the Job Witness stuff. Or I'm a seven-day Adventist, I don't want to hear this stuff. Divided, they cut us to pieces. Now they're getting ready to do it again, because they see that you've gotten fed up with that spook God, because you are the spook that sits behind the door. <laughs> you are the spirit. You are the God. You are that thing. Don't let them The only ones that know is the Native Americans. They're the only ones that keep in tune. Didn't you see that big eagle flying over there? Yeah. A little while ago. And when you see an eagle fly over there, that's a sign of the great soul sending his gifts to you that something great is happening. And you know what's great is happening? Not me being here, you being here. Because I was always here. <laughs> You're the ones that had to be awoken. And now that the light is coming back to y'all, nobody can push Christ on you. Next time somebody tells you about Jesus, you're going to say, which one, Jesus the gas or Jesus the man? <laughs> you mean Jesus the spirit? Because when they speak about Holy Ghost, that's one church. And the Holy Ghost church don't have statues. They believe in the gas. And the other church believes in statues. They believe in the man. Both of them are confused. When the nation of Islam came on the scene, what they coming with? They came back in with the man worship. That was nearer to what we were. Well, what was the man that we worship? ourselves. And that's why the Nation of Islam's original doctrine said the Asiatic black man make or own a cream of the planet Earth's father civilization and God of the universe. Then they started saying Master Farah Muhammad. Give thanks to Almighty God Allah who came in the person of Master Farah Muhammad. Well, if you love Master Farah Muhammad so much, why don't you show us his picture? Why don't you have his picture up on Savior's Day? Why don't you have his picture on the front page of the... Because if, if God came to me in person and taught me to teach you, then if I had a newspaper, I'd have his picture right on the front of that paper. What are you afraid of? Mm. I'll tell you what you're afraid of. We'll see that he ain't nine either. <laughs> he ain't got that kingly hair, that he ain't royal. That he ain't a god. He ain't an Ethiopian, and he ain't a pygmy nor a Watusi. Of course, we vary in heights now because of the marriaging. But we originally pygmies and Watusis, which lived in Ethiopia. They called it little people. That's right. That was Eve. And Adam was Watusi. And those two tribes still today, the Watusis are ruling the pygmies to this very day. That's Lucy. They say, oh, she only stood about four feet tall. Why they say Lucy and give her a female name? How they know she was a female? The oldest near complete fossil of a hominid form is Lucy, who's thought to be nearly three and a half million years old. The bone structure shows that Lucy walked upright on two legs like us, and not like an ape. Lucy and her kind, the Australopithecines, died out sometime during the first ice age. They knew that by the height that that ancient finding was Lucy, and they put her in Eve's family. They knew that Java was Javan, the son of Jephthah, and that was Greek, and that was Amorite. And they said, well, they come up in the Caucasian. We got European writings on the wall for them. All of this is to keep you from knowing that you are the Elohim. Meet it right here. It killed the dinosaurs. Historical fact.
Men that knew how to live behind waterfalls survived. We went and lived behind waterfalls and caves, and in there, oxygen was there. Other Amorites went in other directions and died. People got buried under the sand. We came back out and started to replenish the earth, and the two tribes met. The two tribes being the presently known Watusi and Pygmy, and the chiefs of those two tribes got together and formed a council called the Elohim, right? Which meant those who worked for Elo. And their job was to refill the earth and replenish the earth. They were calling themselves the spirits of Elohim. You follow that? Then we knew. Now we know nothing. Somebody took away our ability to know. Because if you look now at yourself as an individual and ask yourself, what do you really know? You don't know anything. You don't even know you're here. And if you know you're here, you don't even know where here is. All you know is this is the Catskills because they said it's the Catskills. This is liberty because they said it's liberty. They say today is Friday. Right? They told us that. How do we know? And Friday is one of the names of their gods. Everything they did, they put names, but it didn't say that. It said Adam. Whatever Adam named the thing, that was his name. That's when we knew. What happened to us? We have a case of amnesia. You understand that? As a, as a, as a, as a divine being, spiritual being, we have a case of amnesia. We don't know who we are. And we open the white man's book, he says, oh, you mean Negroes, oh, Puerto Ricans, oh, Haitians, oh, Trinidadians, oh, Panamanians. He keeps on giving us names of where we're at. He did that to another angel also. He did it to the angel Elijah. He didn't know where Elijah came from because he didn't have a mother or father and didn't want to tell you about man incarnating on the planet Earth. So he said he's a Tishbite. And then they tried to look up Tishbite and it became a place. They thought about Mel, Meli Sadek. They didn't know what he was or where he came from. He said he had neither mother nor father, no beginning of that. We don't know who he is, but he had to be a man. <laughs> you follow that? Because they cannot deal with the fact that we are incarnation. Incarnate means we came from someplace else. The star Cyrus out there that they talk about in the Beta Star Constellation is where we're looking up. During the early part of the year, January to April, Cyrus is the brightest star in the sky. The pagan Arabs worshipped it as a divinity. The fact that it is called the dog star stems back to the ancient Egyptian god Anubis. The word god spelled backwards is dog, who the pale man worships as his deity. Also, dog is man's best friend. However, the true gods are Elohim. Why are you looking up in prayer? Tell me, where's hell? Who taught you hell was downstairs? Well, let me tell you about a confession and teaching you about hell. In order for me to teach you there's a hell beneath us and that beings are down there, let's make the club and not fill the club with people. Let's make hell the name of a club. And let's not put any people in there and not put no music on. The first thing we have is a place. And that place would be called hell. Right? And the place is able to be occupied by beings. Good or bad, up or down, I don't care. I'm just talking about the place. And if I teach you there's a place called hell that people can burn in or people will be in, I'm teaching you that there is a place called hell. You with me? Mm -hmm. yeah. So I'm confessing to something. And if I say hell is down beneath me, then I'm telling you that there's a vacant place down beneath me where some people are going to be. Those people are going to burn. They say, that's going to be hell. Up and above the fact that that's going to be hell and people are going to burn, I'm confessing that there is a place beneath you where people will go. So in 
in the Bible when they teach you about hell, they're teaching you about the center of the earth. But the difference is the devil is saying that's hell, because it is to him. <laughs> you see? And he made you think you don't want to go down there. You don't want to go to Shambhala. You don't want to go to Agrita. But in that lesson of hell, Jesus was down in hell and came out in the bosom of Abraham. In that lesson, he's admitting that there is some place beneath us. You see, they call it Hades, beneath us. What is the confession then? That there's an inner world. He made it hell. So every Christian preacher that gets up and teaches you about hell is teaching you about an inner world beneath us. Think about it. Whose world is it then? Well, what does he call us? The devil. <laughs> he calls us the devil. He says niggas will give you hell. <laughs> Don't want them in your neighborhood. <laughs> Wherever niggas gather this heat, niggas draw heat. <laughs> What they say about us in the Bible, wild ass of a man. We gave everybody hell. <laughs> Nobody wants to live with us. We don't want to live with each other. So maybe what he's calling hell is our neighborhood. Right? Mm -hmm. And then we must be the, the inhabitants of the center of the earth. So when the flood came, many of us who knew, knew where to go. See, we knew to go in the earth and down to the center of the earth and there wait for the flood to subside and come to surface again and refill the earth. Do you understand that? And he came out of a sickness in us, a disease. And that disease manifests itself in what's called leproma or leprosy. You follow that? And now he has us loving the image of illness of sickness and disease. We love his image. You understand? If someone is light and straight hair, they're pretty. Someone is dark with kinky hair or kingly hair, automatically they gotta be ugly. And even if you stand there and pretend that you ain't fascinated by them white women they put on the videos, you're lying. <laughs> you can lie if you want, but who you lying to? You're lying to Elohim. And that's the person you can't fool. They put light-skinned girls on television, we think they're pretty. Correct? It's going to take some serious cleansing to get us back to nine ether. To get us back into the science of ourselves, of what beauty really is. He made beauty his image. And that is the image of the beast. It says it right in Revelation. So they took and made an image of Zeus to God, right? And you see Zeus with a long hair and a beard. And then they made a Jesus and gave him long hair and beard. And he's the image that made you love him. Love Jesus and love his mother. Who's Jesus' mother? Dinah. <laughs> Again, Cleopatra, Dinah, the God they worship. They always had women up above everything they worshiped. That's why the ship was called She. You understand? New cars called She. They hold their gun up and say, well, She really performs for me. And then they had Mary and Jesus. They couldn't be certified with God. They had to have a mother of God. Who did that? The cat worshiping. So they made synonymous with witchcraft. The cat. Who they give it to? The woman. And made it black. And made it black. <laughs> See, I tell you, and you might not want to accept this, I tell you, give them back black. Let them have black. Why? Because of what they made black mean. 
And as long as we're in this country and living under his definitions, we're going to get his definitions of black in our subconscious mind. He made black bad. He made it negative. So what does it mean for us to give up the English word black? I couldn't get everybody to say Nubian, take it, take it too long. Because if they would have said Nubian, we could stop saying black. Because Nubian is not really the color black. Nubian is really us. And I don't see nobody here black. I see some dark-skinned people, but ain't nobody here black. When you look in the mirror, you see brown. You see beige. We're light-skinned, dark, all the colors of all of the rainbow and every flower. And when they speak about the Almighty's creation and his color, what color is he? Don't say black. See, the Sunni Muslims again said Allah is the light. Correct? How can Allah be the light if he created the light? And in Genesis it said, let there be light. But that was not the sun yet. The sun wasn't created after that. So if the Almighty said, let there be light, what state was he in? Darkness. But they made darkness bad. It's a cloudy day. Swarty. Shadow. Now Dracula got a black suit on. <laughs> he only moves at night, which is no such word as night. It's called shadow. Stop saying night. There's no night. It's shadows. The sun never stops shining. It's just on the other side of the planet. We're in a shadow state. Start saying the shadow state. And I make people ask you, what do you mean by that? They say the sun never stops shining because the sun is nine ether. Nine to the ninth power of nine. I don't know if you understand that. Mathematicians might know what I'm talking about. So they made you hate the very state that the Almighty was in, darkness. And made you hate yourself because you're dark. <laughs> you follow that? And then in that darkness, he created the light. That don't mean light bad. He utilized the light. You follow that? Because he said, out of darkness, he created light. And the Spirit of the Lord moved upon the surface of the waters, or of Yahweh. You see that? There's void and darkness upon the face of the deep. <laughs> you see that? It was without shape and form. It was unseeable, undetectable. There was no Amun-Ra. <laughs> but when Amun-Ra manifested, we were able to see and we had faith. And that's what we had faith in Elo. Not faith in subjects. Not faith in how we pray. Not faith in how many times to make, how many rakas, or how many days to fast in the month of Ramadan. Now that's the wrong faith. The only thing you have faith in is the Almighty. Mm -hmm. Everything else has to be facts and right knowledge or it is ignorance. Faith is ignorance if it's any faith other than faith in the Most High. Why? Because the word ignorance merely means to ignore the facts. <laughs> ignorance, ignore. I want to know because when I knew I was like him. Back to Genesis, now the man is like one of us. He knows good from evil. It means he knows how to make decisions. How come we don't know how to make decisions no more? And if we don't know how to make decisions no more, then we don't know. If we don't know, then we're no longer in the image of the Elo, so we're no longer Elohim. We become worshippers of what everybody else is worshipping. They open the book of Revelations and it describes Jesus. Hair like lambs, wool and feet like burnt grass, and they worship Jesus. But they don't worship the image of Jesus. Because the image of Jesus would be dark with kinky hair, an Ethiopian, an Etheric person. So subliminally, they're worshipping you. And if you get an Amorite corner, they'll tell you, I know who you are. They won't tell you what they, they won't say it, they'll say, but I know who you are, I know what you are, you don't know. <laughs> He's really telling you, I know you're my God. 
I know I was created in your image and after your likeness. No, ain't no black scientist shot in his uncle's yard with two magnets and found out no unalike attractive no like. First of all, magnets don't grow in gardens. And any metal that you find is magnetized has to be electrified to be magnetized. And whoever had that knowledge had more knowledge than Yaku. Whoever magnetized the two magnets had the knowledge, and that was supposed to be the uncle. If all that, he while fumbling and found out the unlike attracted light, and then said from that, I'm going to make a devil weak and wicked and give the power to rule the world for 6,000 years after finding two magnets? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of knowledge is that? That's not right knowledge. That's faith. I'm not trying to step on nobody's toes. I'm trying to step on their head. <laughs> because we only got eight more days. You know, we're coming down to the last days of school. We don't need no more of this stupid, this faith stuff. What is faith? What is this belief thing? Faith and belief is the thing that you can't see. You better wake up. We will continue with the man of the hour, Dr. Malachi Z. York, right after these messages. Members of Congress expressed optimism Sunday about the prospects for reaching a deal to avoid the fiscal cliff. A fragile ceasefire between Israel and Hamas is entering its third full day, and both Israelis and Palestinians... Bottom line, Senator, if uh, the president nominates Ambassador Rice to be the next Secretary of State or some other... Supplementary question. Do you personally believe that gay people are born gay? Impact segment tonight, the Talking Points memo... Hot damn politics. 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 I'm back now with the Brain Trust panel. Brain Trust. Brain Trust. Brain Trust. Brain Trust panel. These niggas won't hold me back. 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 The brain trust panel. Brain trust. Brain trust. Brain trust. Brain trust. Brain trust. Hot diggity damn politics. I put that shit on everything. Hot damn politics. Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Only on WGAG Radio. You catch my girl legs open, better smash that. Don't be surprised if she asks where the cash shit. Let's talk about what they don't want you to talk about. On the Don Coleon Show, Rock Talk Radio, Monday through Friday, 12 noon, Eastern Standard Time. Or JulieDeGasso.com. WGAG Radio. Would you like to ask Don a question? Are you in need of advice or counsel? Tell Don Nicoleone your concerns on a particular matter, your views or opinions about something that's important to you or anything you want her to talk about on the show. Email DearDonNicoleone at gmail.com. Hey, man. Hey, hey, bro. Hey, bro, man. Hey, man, I see you think I don't got that book in your hand, man. I'm by Dr. Yo, man. Where you get that book from, cuz? Shout out to man, I've been on live, I've been on eBay, I've been on Amazon, I've been on some of them goddamn bootleg ass dot New York sites and shit, man. These motherfuckers charging goddamn damn near rent money and a goddamn down payment on a house and shit for some of them dot New York books, man. It's hard to hell to find a goddamn one then. 
I went fucked around and went on goddamn Amazon. They were selling all the tablets and shit. For goddamn, it was a goddamn notebook. It was a goddamn, goddamn holy tablets and a goddamn binder, man. These motherfuckers charge like six, seven, eight hundred dollars for these Dr. York books, man. Hey, man, what can I goddamn get me one of them Dr. York books reasonable, man? You know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about like at least goddamn some of his shit, man. These motherfuckers, man, these motherfuckers really motherfucking charging out the ass, y'all. I need a legit place. Where the fuck can I get me some Dr. York books at, man? That I won't motherfucking goddamn go broke over. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Does this sound like you? Well, of course it does. Or, matter of fact, it did. Until you found out about All Eyes on Egypt in Monticello, Georgia. That's right. All Eyes on Egypt in Monticello, Georgia. You don't ever have to worry about where is your money. Who can you speak to? All these bogus, fake, bootleg sites that are perpetrating and pretending that they're selling Dr. Malachi's New York book. And even if they did... They're not selling it at an affordable price. Don't go to no one else. No one. No robots, no websites, no none of that. Get all your Dr. Malachi G. York books right here at All Eyes on Egypt. And we're running a sale for the month of September till October the 9th. On Man from Planet Rich is at $19. The L. Poly Tablets is at $70. Also, let's not forget the Sacred Wisdom of the Hootie. That's in right now. Get it now while you can at $25. So much more. The Right Knowledge Series, the Christ Series, the Mohammedism, the Mosesism, the Christism. We got everything. The Luciferian Conspiracy. Everything's written by Dr. Malachi D. York at a legitimate, affordable price in a legitimate store authorized by Dr. Malachi D. York himself. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your money. And enjoy the rest of your life knowing that All Eyes on Egypt in Monticello, Georgia is dependable, trustworthy, and authorized by Dr. Malachi D. York. Why wait? Pick up the phone today. Call 706 468-2319 and speak to a live person. Only at All Eyes on Egypt, Monticello, Georgia. That's all eyes, E-G-I-T-T-G-A dot com. Call us today. Now welcome back to the man of the hour. Yeah, no worries, yeah, move on. Don't worry about it. Read the book of Malachi again and stop reading it from reading it in the Bible where you can see the names of it. You know, he was called Elijah. Now you can be in Elijah because you're a voice of one crying in the wilderness. Now you got to look and see what Elijah did to see why he was called Elijah. You look back in the history of Elijah when he made all the gods a bow, bow before him and set their altars on fire. And that's what John the Baptist was doing. Going out in the wilderness, converting and baptizing. Don't forget that uh, John's father asked Jesus, which are you? Are you that Messiah, or can we expect another? Because they know in ancient Hebrew teachings there's two Messiahs. No, no, there's Jesus, Messiah, son of Joseph, and the Messiah, son of David. And they wasn't sure whether Jesus was the first Messiah or the second Messiah. See, Christianity, they only teach about one Messiah. If you get any books on Judaic teachings, they'll teach you there's two expected Messiahs. One called the son of Joseph, and one called the son of David. The Muslims got confused and started saying the son of Mary because they didn't know whether it was the son of David or the son of Joseph. Jesus wouldn't be the son of David. Revelations give you son of David. Matthews and them books written by the Romans give you sons of Joseph, only to cause the confusion. So they ask the genealogy of Jesus, and they give you a Matthew the genealogy of Joseph. Because they were trying to confuse people and tie him back to the Lion of Judah, and the Lion of Judah is the same. Okay? Yeah, I have a question. Um, I know I don't have to explain it because I've heard on your people. Angels talk to me. Right. Okay. And you are an angel. That's why they talk to you. 
The word angel, let's get this in our heads. The word angel, angelos, right, means message. All right? The word Nubian from the word Neba means messenger, from the same word of prophet. The Hebrew word or the Arabic word for angel is either Malik, Malaik, or Melka. Mean that it is mahat, full. As the word amla means to be full of something. But when you say angels are speaking to you, what you're saying is star people are speaking to you. If you go back to Genesis, it'll tell you back in the beginning what made us like him as that we knew the good angels from the bad. Now you know they're talking about angels when they say that they know good from bad because the next thing they say that so he took his cherubim. That he was talking to cherubim. So there's cherubims and there's seraphims. Right? Both of them will speak to you. You follow that? Being able to differentiate which one is speaking to you is a discipline that's only going to come when you line yourself in with one or the other. Do I love the woman? Yeah. I mean the whole species of women? No. No. Fatima, no. Oh, really? That's Fatima. No. You don't love her? No. I have no reason to. I love nobody but Yahweh. I don't love my wife. I don't love my daughters. I don't love my mother. I love Yahweh. I'm compassionate. I'm affectionate. I'm considerate. And I issue those out accordingly when I'm dealing with a woman. I'm, I'm respectful when she does things that she's entitled to be respected for. I'm compassionate when she needs the warmth of compassion. But I don't give poor or hoa love to nobody but the Almighty. You don't love nobody or nothing but the Almighty. With other human beings, give out accordingly to what they're entitled to for the moment. That's just a figure in the Bible. And that's 2,000 years old. We have got to get out of that period of the Book of the Dead and come into the Book of the Life or the Living. You're living still back 2,000 years ago worrying about a man named Jesus and a man named Moses and a man named Abraham 2,000 years ago. And it's keeping us dead. It's a book of dead people. The book of life opens each day when you get up. Every time you, some new event takes place. Right now, what we're doing right here is a page in the book of your life. And regardless of what you do, it'll never be erased. But it'll be gone tomorrow and becomes a thing of the past. And you got to utilize what happens today to benefit tomorrow. Get out of the book of the dead. It doesn't mean don't read the Bible. Because that is history. That's about our past. It means don't try to live in the Bible. Because it's a book of the dead. Try to live what for right now. What's going through our head right now? What you found in the people's heads now is the reality that we are running out of time. And that we're in a wrong state of mind. We still want to worship when we are that which was worshipped. We've got to get back to the state where we are the gods. Stop looking for things to worship. Stop trying to grovel in front of statues and in front of men and in front of spirits and spooks. Things not tangible. That is all part of wrong knowledge. Get away from that stupid fictional stuff. But if you can't prove it to me, then you are ignorant. Prove it to me that there's a God. Go ahead. If we're running out of time, what must we do? We must unite. We must come together as people physically. That's where we have our strength. And that's the hardest thing. The devil taught us not to unite, not to get along. Your father, you look at the people get along, the Orientals, look how powerful they are. The Jews got together when they was without a homeland, and what they do? Look how powerful they are. They dictate the world now. The Italians got together under Mussolini and massacred us while we was in Ethiopia. 
We're the only people that won't come together. The hardest thing to get y'all to do is to move together. And every successful group of people move together. And they work from a, from a center out. Not from the outside, hey, but I'll be later. I'll be. And people think we want, we don't want you in there because we want something. Listen, when you're on the outside, you're more profitable to us than on the inside. People don't understand that. When you're outside, you're buying books and stuff, you're benefiting us. When you come in, you stop buying. So why do you, if we want the money, why are we telling you to move in? We should tell you, stay outside and buy our books. <laughs> so people think by me saying, come in, that I want something from you. No, I know that we got to get together to get the power, and it's going to cost us, as we get in, less bread is on the table, because we got to break another piece. You understand? But that is our problem as a people. If we do not come together, and I know many leaders have come and said the same thing. We've got to come together. I've gotten to the point where I'm telling you, disease is so rampant that the ark got to close. We're going to have to close at a certain time, very soon, and only marry amongst ourselves for at least four generations. We can only do it for four generations before we'll start getting defective genes. You understand that? By that four generations, they should have overcome their black plague. Notice they call it. Their black plague in America called AIDS. So pretty soon, you will not be welcome. You understand? The mountain that I'm standing on now, I won't be standing on it next year. I'm going to a place that is secluded, and I'm taking certain people with me, and we're closing off. And there I will teach them how to live so that we can survive what is about to befall this country and the world. Mark my words, there will not be any Africa soon. There'll be no place called Africa. Do you understand that? 65% of Africa right now is infected with AIDS. After watching your presentation, is there any hope for us? Well, You're yes. talking about how it's doubling right, right. and doubling. Uh, actually, right. we're talking about uh, how the virus spreads, what the projections are. If Frank Fenner was correct in the article that he said, what makes a virus eradicable, the AIDS and other human retroviruses probably violate most, if not all, the criteria that makes these diseases eradicable. Eradicable. In other words, they can never be eliminated from humans once they're running in humans. As short of the redevelopment or uh, new construction of the Rife techniques, which might allow for wide-scale uh, treatment of uh, entire areas uh, simultaneously, if in fact what Rife said was correct, and that was that you could treat a human being uh, by a radio wave that would kill a virus in that human. If it requires personal uh, dialysis-like equipment, which would be to hook the human up, take the blood out, radiate it in extracorporeally like they dialyze blood to cure kidney failure, then that is going to be a very costly, slow process. It could be effective, but it's not the way that we're going to save Africa. If that is, in fact, the way that AIDS or these other viral diseases prove to be cured, then I think that, there, that, that there's no doubt that Africa is extinct as a continent, and perhaps Asia is well down the same road since they have large portions of their population already infected with HTLV-1, human T-cell leukemia virus. You understand that? There'll be no more Africa. Stop looking over your shoulder and look forward as a people. Stop dwelling in the past and start looking at what's happening right now for us as a people. That's our hope. I ain't got no time to talk to people like Farrakhan. People say, you want to talk to Farrakhan? I did, but I don't, because he's still talking silliness. 
He's still talking about what you're going to do to the white man. You're not going to do nothing to the white man. You do not have the power to do anything to the white man. So get that illusion out your mind. Ain't going to be no revolution. You ain't going to grab no AK-47 because he'll make you eat it. He is a fighter and a killer by nature. Do you understand that? He's been killing people for 6,000 years. Do you understand that? There's no more Russia. The walls have come down in Europe. Gog and Magog have come together like I told y'all they would. Now they're having conflict with China because China, the dragon, won't bow to the eagle and the bear. And it says in the scriptures, hundreds of thousands of hosts of soldiers will travel from the east. Don't think you're a part of Armageddon. Armageddon is going to be against the, the new European market that has formed itself and they already have one worldism in the making. One currency in the making. They just took away food stamps and they're giving you credit cards. Do you understand what I'm talking about? They ain't not worried. They're in place. The only thing that's going to make you survive is if you go off and get back into natural living. So we're depending on the earth, the mother, on the sun. Do you understand? Not on credit cards. Not on hospitals. Not on your pensions and Medicaid and Blue Cross. None of that garbage. Because as long as you're on that, you're under the mark of the beast and you're going to have to go to him. You have to take your kids and put him on a table. You have to lay your wife on a table in the hospital and let them pull your baby out. Something that's supposed to come to us naturally. Do you understand that? Stop, stop eating his junk. Start growing our own food. Do you understand? And the first stage of that is the liberation of our woman. That's our first step. Because they taught us to treat our women ways they don't treat theirs. A nigga slap his woman down in the street. And I use the word nigga intentionally. You don't see no white man ever slap his woman in the street. His woman's home doing the book work. Our women, we don't trust with the money. Yes or no? We don't give them no images. Tell me five black, beautiful woman images. Isn't that a shame you can't even get one in your head? That means what do we teach the children is beauty? We teach the children is beauty is Lady Clarol. And the blondes have more fun. But we don't tell them where they go to have the fun. They go to the Caribbeans where we live to have the fun. <laughs> you with me? The only way we're going to get out of this state of mind, and it's a state of mind, a disease, a mental state, is we got to raise our woman to her position. Put her back in her glory. Learn to respect that woman. You understand? And it's going to be hard because she's living in an Alice in Wonderland. The first thing a woman must do is see the state of mind that the man has put us in. And the way we act is not because we want to be that way, it's because he made us. He castrated us. He took away our manhood. They established a thing called penis envy, first of all. What was the main thing they taught you that brother about trying to get in office? Thomas. What was it all about? What did they accuse the Honorable Elijah Muhammad of? Who they accuse Dr. Martin Luther King of? And they'll accuse me of the same thing and you too if you become a leader. That's the first thing. Get you, the woman, to disrespect us. 
Thus, we feel the necessity to retaliate by disrespecting you. And the best way to keep you in a state of respect is to suppress you. So you can't question me. The best thing a man has is a wife to question him. Because it keeps him intact. But we hate it. We hate it. She asks too many questions, we get mad. We want her to stay home, away from the sun, the moon, and the stars, while we roam the streets. The Bible does answer the question, but the Bible about the dead. See, the Bible is the book of the dead. Everybody in the Bible is dead. It doesn't mean you can't use a dead man's references for the living, but why if you are alive? Stamp Bible on your day, on you. Live it. Come out of the myth. We go back further than the Bible. We built the pyramids in Egypt. We walked on this planet Earth millions of years before Adam was even born. Stop believing that stupid story that 6,000 years ago we started. We're not no 6,000 years ago. Oh, it took 17 million years for our hair to unkink. And I mean that. 17,500,000 years for our hair to unkink. Now look at the children. Their hair is getting thinner and thinner and thinner. We lost our crown, our glory. The thing that made us unique. You name another race with nappy hair on earth. Go ahead. Name an animal with nappy hair. One animal, a sheep. And what is that animal used for in the scripture? Sacrifice. <laughs> yes, it is. Right? Because it's humble and it's meek. And we say the Lord is my shepherd in the book of the dead. Rending us sheep, or Jesus called himself what? A lamb. Mary had a little lamb. <laughs> then the lie starts, whose skin was white as snow. <laughs> And made him a mama's boy. And everywhere that Mary went, <laughs> I'm not telling you by respecting your woman to become a Mary. I'm telling you as a people that we're never going to get nowhere until we start respecting our woman. Stop hiding her. No reason why they want to keep you home, sister, because they don't want to dress you. <laughs> Bring the woman out front. She's always been sitting on the throne right beside us. You understand what I'm saying? If you don't do it, it's the end for us as a people. We are at the last point of our genes. They didn't genetically bred us out. Genes are instructions for making parts of organisms. Specifically, and most commonly, they're instructions for making proteins. And it's in the interaction of those proteins. They're turning on and they're turning off. They're coordination that you go from a single cell to an organism. Proteins are all of what you are and do. They are the hair on your head, they are the substance of your face, they do the work that allows you to move and grow and, and do all of the other things that you do. So there's no question that genetic instructions are carried in the DNA. And there's no question that at some level it is the stuff of life.
domestic animals and all of our foods were created by changing the structure of the organism around us by genetic manipulation. What recombinant DNA techniques allow you to do is to do exactly the change, to make exactly the change that you want to make in an organism without doing damage to the rest of the organism. Because this underlying process of breaking and joining DNA to put genes together in new combinations. For many of us, there's something very unsettling about scientists using a technology we find difficult to understand. Today, computers actually manufacture DNA. We can make DNA that is compatible with uh, almost any creature. There is no real mystery to the synthetic process. It's perfectly well understood. Depenker Sen, postdoctoral fellow. In fact, we do make small pieces of human DNA on this machine. We have gone from a period in which one had only the vaguest ideas about what genes were and what one, what one might have in terms of inheritance to extraordinarily precise ideas in which we can know in detail what every gene is, what the product of that gene is, what it does. We can go into selective reading and think, we'll only produce the perfect child. I don't think it's right to actually predict and select. You can't get into the business of playing God. I don't want it to be used to create perfect race or anything like that. They can tell and make diseases because it's, it's a lie that the only difference between us and the Caucasian is a skin color. That is a scientific lie. We have different blood types. We have melanin. They don't have it. If we're the same, listen to me. You see that light up there? That sun? And then look down, you see this there? This here earth? You understand what I'm saying? We were created here, you say. I'm just saying you say, because I know we came from the other side of the sun, but if you want to say it. We were created here in between that sun and this earth, right? And they say that some God force, whatever they want to call it, created us, human beings, whites, blacks, and everybody else, in between the sun and the earth, right? Does God make mistakes? No. So why can't white people live between the sun and the earth without getting skin cancer? <laughs> if there is no difference, and if they belong on the planet just like you and me, why is it that I can lay on this beach, right on this ground with no clothes on, and the sun won't give me cancer, but a white person will do it, and the sun will attack their body and cause their cells to lack the ability to rebuild themselves, and they'll have a disease called cancer, which will kill them. Why will that happen? Because they don't belong on the surface of the earth with us. They belong up in the caves. They are a diseased people. We made a mistake and we broke down the rules and we let the Hyksos dynasty into Egypt. That was a big mistake. And when they came in, they built the cat guard called the Sphinx. We didn't build a Sphinx. If you ever go to Egypt, there's a Sphinx ain't no bigger than that house. There ain't no glory in building a cat that big. The cat symbolized the fall of the Lion of Judah. You understand? Cleopatra and Mark Anthony built that Sphinx. Cleopatra and Mark Anthony had your Jesus called Zeus. It had nothing to do with us. You understand? Get out of the Book of the Dead. You're in the wrong time zone.
small. Islam is small. Christianity is small. When I say small, I mean in time. Islam is 1,400 years old. That's all. 1,400 years old. It don't know nothing about our history. It don't know nothing about our hair. And I'm telling you, the most important thing on your body is your hair. And that's why they want you to cut it. And permanently destroy it. And bleach it. And process it. And jerry it. And straighten and comb it. And kill it dead. Because it's your antennas. It's your connection to the sun. And it's the thing that makes you a one of a kind. I'm not talking about our brothers and sisters there with straight hair. Ain't none of y'all here got straight hair. You may think you got straight hair. You got wavy hair. You got curly hair. But you don't have straight hair. You see an Amorite with straight hair, his hair is called flank. You know what it means? Dead. You understand that? Your television wouldn't work if you didn't have an antenna. <laughs> don't let them tell you to cut your hair off. You understand? Get your crown. When you're leaving this mountain today, tomorrow, the next day, as you're going down the hill, or just look over there. You see an afro over there, or do you see a prophet? <laughs> huh? When you look over there at that mountain, you see an afro. When you drive into the mountains, all you see is an afro. You want to see a prophet? Look at grass. Grass is a baby tree. Thus, when babies are born, their hair is. And as they get old and stronger, their hair starts to, owls do at least, Latinos do, Orientals do, all people of color do, and it's him, but not the man who belongs in the cave, who has no contact with Ra. And you say, well, you are making us worship Ra, the Egyptian god. Right? Take that much time to bear with me and go to your Torah. You understand that? And walk up to any Hasidic Jew who says they speak Hebrew and ask them, what was the name of the God that Hagar called on? Listen again. What was the name of the God that Hagar called on? In the talk. She didn't use Yahweh. She didn't use Jehovah. She didn't use Elohim. Ask them, what was the name? Or get into a Bible dictionary and look. Right? You know what you found out? You'll find out that she called on El Roh. El Roh. Read it. They say Roy. E L R O I. That's a mispronunciation from the Greek and the Latin of Roh. She called on El the Roh. Where was she from? Mitzrayim. They're talking about Amon Roh. That's when you were gods. What are we now? We're cutting our hair. Now they got young black boys wearing Caesars. Who was Caesar? <laughs> the father of homosexuality, the biggest faggot. But it's true. They're trying to turn our men into homosexuals. That's what they're doing. They're making our women hate us. Now if we ain't got no job, or if we can't be like Job, Jobs, Job, then everything is taken away from us like Job, like they do with the job. <laughs> it makes us start to hate our very creator. Correct? 
Cause I had someone to blame. I ain't got nothing. I ain't got no work. I can't feed my family. I start turning against religion. My woman can't respect me because I can't provide for her. The catfish takes away our manhood. You understand? She creates clubs and stuff. And dances to make men shake their butts like fat. I'm talking the truth. Got men dressing up like women. You understand? See, the trick is they made men and women start wearing the same clothes. Now you see the young girl that got on boy sneakers, you can't tell a man from a female. Now everybody can wear a sweatsuit, male or female. Correct? But they will now pull us out of right knowledge and blind us. Right knowledge is called Nuwapo. Another word that will pop up later. You know what I'm saying? They got to destroy us because it's the coming forth again. This universe, the moon cycle is gone and we're in the sun cycle. Every 25,000 years there's an equinox. The whole universe shifts. You understand? When they shifted the universe, the last 25,000 years ago, you know what happened to you? You became right-handed. You say, now what is he talking about? Talking about right knowledge. This may sound crazy to you. 75 to 80 percent of y'all stand here right-handed. Why are you right-handed and not ambidextrous like you're supposed to be? Because when they shifted your planet off its axis 23 degrees, your body shifted to one side and you develop more strength on one side. That's why the devil knew what he did. We were ambidextrous. We could write in both directions at one time. Dyslexia. <laughs> the word dyslexia means against the law. Lexia means law. See, he knew what he was doing to us. When he threw our body off, he tilted us away from the sun. As we got away from the sun, what happened is the molar and the light inside, the light that shineth in the darkness, that the darkness comprehendeth is not, started getting dimmer and dimmer. Now look at us. We're not even gods no more. Dyslexia God. The reason why I say dyslexia God is because every time I say God, if you let dyslexia come in, you're going to call yourself a dog. <laughs> what is the name for dog scientifically? Huh? Canine? Who that sound like? <laughs> they know what they're doing. What is leprosy called? Whose son's disease? <laughs> Whose son is that? They know what they're doing. This ain't no accident. And they know that this is the coming forth of the watchers again. In November 1961, a secret meeting of leading government-sponsored astronomers was held to estimate the number of planets in our own galaxy with intelligent life. These scientists concluded that there are probably 40 to 50 million intelligent extraterrestrial civilizations in our galaxy alone. There is ever-increasing evidence that some of these extraterrestrial civilizations are visiting the Earth. They know what time we're in. Do you understand that? And they got to control all the religions of the planet right now. Who is religion created for? Us. Who believes in it? 
Nobody else. <laughs> we don't even want to worship in ourselves, spook God. Goes on and says, don't worship a spook God. I wasn't a spook God. I was, I'm a spook. You call me a spook. Then it says, I am ancient Egypt. I am ancient Babylon. I am ancient Mesopotamia. Don't make me think bad is good and good is bad. Don't tell me fire is bad and you can't cook without it. Don't tell me the serpent is bad and you take the serum from the serpent's venom to cure diseases. You understand what I'm saying? The serpent is bad to white people because they don't know how to walk in the woods. Because <laughs> they lack body rhythm. The sun is bad to white people and fire is bad to white people because that sun will kill them. Will that sun kill you? No, it wouldn't. You can go to Puerto Rico, all along the beaches, there's Latinos laying there absorbing the sun. Nobody got skin cancer. You can go to Panama, Haiti, Sudan, right? The Native Americans. And we can lay on the ground under the sun and nothing will happen to us, right? Right. Please, someone tell me why, if the white man belongs here, does the sun kill him? That's the first question. Don't argue with white people no more. Just ask them, why do y'all get cancer? If God created y'all to stand on the planet Earth, like us, why do you get cancer? That's all I want to know. When we get past that question, we move on to the next question. Why don't me and you want to be in the sun? Why do we leave the South and leave the Caribbean and come to these places like, a, like New York and Canada and places where we do not belong? We leave the sun, we leave Puerto Rico, he goes there and takes over it. Puts Holla Day in there. He don't like us when he's walking through Manhattan, but he can go here for vacation. And listen to me. He don't like Trinidadians. You understand? But he can go to Trinidad for vacation. Come to Jamaica. <laughs> he don't like Jamaicans. He's afraid of Rastafarians walking around New York, but he's going to go to the place where Rastafarians are born <laughs> for vacation. He's a liar. He loves you. He loves to breathe your breath. He wants that. Do it. Feel that heat? That's why when you meet white folks, they do this to you. And you got to sometimes back up on it. I'm not kidding. Think about it. Right. Teacher, get all up in your face. And you say, wow, they got this stale stench. That stale stench is deadness. Deteriorating flesh. Their bodies are dying inside. Stop touching them. They got little spots all over their hands. Liver spots. That's why they came the greeting that went like this. <laughs> you ain't got to touch me to greet me. I'll touch you. We have a flow. Don't touch them. You understand what I'm saying? Ask them. Well, if you don't like Jamaicans, why do you go to Jamaica for vacation? If you don't like Puerto Ricans, why are you going to Puerto Rico? If you don't like Africa, what you, why is always, every time I go to Africa, a bunch of white people walk around Africa like this. <laughs> We're going to Nairobi. We're going to Nairobi. What are you doing there if you don't like us? You can't tolerate us here in Bethlehem Stuyvesant, but you can go over there where all of us are, where they make me look like skin. <laughs> You're afraid of me, but you ain't afraid of a guy with eyes as blood red. Can't speak no English and hungry. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? You know why that's happening? Because the man is a liar. He is lying to us. And our power is in our unity. Everybody said that. 
Apple said it. Elijah Muhammad said it. Marcus Garvey said it. Every leader we ever had on any one of the continents that we stood on said our power is in our unity. But for some reason, we will not drop our necks and become fishers of men. That's the first thing Jesus said to the disciples. He said, drop your necks and become fishers of men. Why? Because when they first met him in St. John chapter 1, what did they say to him? They were walking and said, where are you going? You don't believe me? Read St. John chapter 1. They said to Jesus, where are you going? He said, I'm going home. Why? If you read the next part, it says because the Sabbath was coming in. Right? He said, I'm going home. And he said, well, can we go with you? He said, sure. He invited them to his house. And they never left. They spent the Sabbath and the next three and a half years with him. That was a sign. Then he said later on in Revelation, for the future sign, I stand at the door and I knock. And anybody who opens up, I will sup with them. Right? These men, I come and I be with you. But getting y'all to come together is like pulling teeth out of a lion with a steak suit on. <laughs> That's difficult. Trying to get y'all to just unite. Everybody here all thinks they got to stick it out. It's over for us as a people. Don't you see the world? Today, over one half billion people are seriously malnourished. By the year 2000, the United Nations estimates that 65 out of 117 countries studied, more than half the nations of the world, will not be able to feed their own people. Much so-called progress has been at the cost of deforestation, soil erosion, over-irrigation, overuse of chemical fertilizer, and loss of areas that were once productive. We are reaching the practical limits of farmable land. We are running out of water and new terrain to irrigate. And the demand for food keeps increasing. By the year 2000, over a billion more people will be living in cities ill-equipped to provide water, sanitation, even the necessary physical space for existence. Development is impossible with a sickly population. Every year, 17 million children under the age of five die from diarrhea, malnutrition, low birth weight, and immunizable diseases. Degradation is already extensive and too often irreversible. We think of air like the ocean, able to absorb and dissipate our waste. But the costs of bad air have increased. More industry and more automobiles cause more lung disease, more fetal damage, more cancer and other serious health problems. Air pollution travels across city lines and states and continents. Acid rain from the United States industrial Midwest has poisoned lakes and streams in Canada and New England hundreds of miles away and we are polluting existing supplies. In the developed world, we are endangering our lakes and streams and our precious underground reserves with industrial pollution, hazardous waste disposal, and pesticide-laden runoff from farmland. In the developing countries, the principal pollutant is human waste. 25,000 people die every day from diseases carried by polluted water. 
More food production, more industry, and more people means more pollution of existing water supplies. And we will need over twice as much fresh water by the year 2000. In 1986, global military expenditures were about $1 trillion. Can we afford to devote such vast wealth to the machinery of death when the source of life itself is threatened? Don't you see he then imported his new niggers? They're called Senegalese. He doesn't need you. And when you don't need a person no more, what do you do with them? And if I can't get rid of you by mass genocide because your mouths are too big, you're always fussing and complaining, then I'll do it with AIDS. I know one thing about y'all. Y'all some horny people. Oh. <laughs> and that's a fact. Ain't nobody here can deny the fact that we're horny. Horny, you know, horns. <laughs> And he knows that. So the best way to get rid of horny people is create a genocide that works through sex. Right? And they tell you, man, for some reason, with all the fears of AIDS, kids are still doing it. Some fools believe that a condom can cure it. Yeah. AIDS is a man-made, genetically engineered virus that was either accidentally or deliberately introduced into the world's population. AIDS is not a homosexual disease. AIDS is not a venereal disease. AIDS did not originate from the green monkey. AIDS is not prevented by the use of condoms. And AIDS is not likely to ever be cured by a vaccine. How can you possibly believe that a condom can cure AIDS? A condom is made of skin and it grieves. They say, well, the rubber condoms can cure it. Are we adults here? When you enter a woman, right? and your penis reaches the end of her vagina and the liquid exchange is going to penetrate anyway. So what are you, what's, what, what are you believing in? That's to make you think that you can still have sex. You understand? And you hate the fact of, that you can't have sex no more. But the greatest men you worship didn't have sex. Oh, it's all right for Jesus not to have no sex. <laughs> but it ain't all right for you not to have no sex. <laughs> it's all right for Elijah not to have no sex. But it ain't all right for you to have no sex. I'm going to tell you, you want to be great, stop having sex. You go, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to be that great. <laughs> tell all the Christians, they say, y'all follow Jesus, right? And it says that you cannot get to the Father but by him. Right? You got to do what he did. Stop having sex. Watch the churches slow down. <laughs> right? They know that, though. So they know how to kill us. And it's working. We're gone as a people. They turn you against your leaders. I had many... I'm looking at people who followed me years ago. All right? Now they're out there following all kinds of stupidity and fools. But they never forget the truth I teach them. You understand? You know why? Because I am not going to be a preacher for you. I'm not going to be a religious preacher so you can dog me and look for my faults. You're not going to use me that way. I'll teach you the truth. I'll teach you right knowledge. I'll teach you facts. That's the best I can do. But you're not going to make me some religious uh, spook thing so you can dog me. No. It ain't going to happen like that. And that's what people don't like about me. They want to hear the gossip. All you're going to hear about me is the thing that other, every other black man does. Because you're not going to make me above fun. 
I'm not walking around with a staff for you unless you pick up a staff. I'm not going to walk around with a humble expression on my face unless you put a humble expression on your face with me. You ain't going to do to me what you did to Jesus. You quote him but don't practice what he does. Oh, they talk about how religious Jesus was and how nice the guy he was and the president said he's a Christian, he's over there killing people in Iraq. Unlike Jesus. Jesus put his trust in God. Why don't y'all? You say it on the dollar bill, in God we trust. You say it in the courtroom, in God we trust. They must not be talking about the same God that me and you're talking about because the God that dealt with Rodney King's situation wasn't the same God I'm talking about. Right. And I'll tell you what's sad. You know what's sad? What's sad is that you can worship the same God as your slave master. Now that's sad. How can I serve the same God of the man that enslaved me? Whatever God he worshipped helped put me in slavery. Because on Sunday he was probably praying, help us keep the niggas in slavery. <laughs> Which, meant? Which meant on Sunday I was saying, help, help him help you keep me in slavery. <laughs> Do you understand me? We cannot worship the same God as the slave master. Whatever he worships, we can't worship. I don't care how much you like Jesus. <laughs> I don't care how much you like gospels in churches. We cannot serve the same God that enslaved us. Is that hard to figure out? We've got to find a God that will get us out of this slave. <laughs> And what is this slavery? It's death. Oh, let's visit the graveyard. And in the graveyard we see crosses on tombstones where dead people live. And then Sunday let's go to church. And we see crosses where mentally dead people pray. Mm -hmm. I'm not going up under the cross. And it's <laughs> until you put a tombstone on my grave. The grave is where we live, because we're dead. You know when you're dead? When you no longer make impressions in life. Not when your body stops breathing. Not when a candle goes out. When you no longer have an effect on life and your environment, you're dead. You understand? When you don't raise any sheep, and you don't plant any seeds, and you don't wait for the seeds to change for the growth, and you don't re-educate and speak to your children in your tongue. And you don't have fables and folklores and stories about what happened in your life. But when I got to go to a book and tell them about their stories, and I got to buy my food in cans, he can control the weather if he wants to. Then I'm dead. When I can't speak to my children in my tongue, I'm dead. You understand? I went out my way to create a language for us. I know that sounds crazy. We need our own language. Something that makes me know you and you know me. Because when the Jews are sitting around, oh, they start speaking in Jewish, they go, oh, hey, the Jews speak Jewish. <laughs> right? Yeah. The Chinese speak Chinese. Correct? Now, Spanish is not our language. We got Spanish from the Spaniards. It's not our language. We speak it. We speak French. We speak German. We speak everything. Because we're all over the planet. Everywhere they look, we're like roaches. Everywhere they look, we're there. <laughs> and they got a spray, too. It's called AIDS. <laughs> Don't you remember the name of the spray? AIDS? <laughs> <laughs>
You understand what I'm saying? So I went on my way to make a language for us. It combines Seretic and Aramic, and it's simple, real simple. It is. Anybody can learn it. But if you start it now, eventually these kids will be speaking their own language. Then you write stories about what took place in our time. Not about the Book of the Dead. It's nice to talk about Abraham, that's fine. But bring Abraham up to today. Tell your son great things your husband did. Not all the bad things he does. Tell him about the good times. How often do you discuss with your children the good things that you and your mate did? You don't. You always got them looking at television and seeing somebody else's good. Or reading the Bible and seeing someone else's dead story. Try sitting down and tell your son great things about his father. And father, try to do great things so she'll have something to tell your son. Do you understand? Then we will no longer understand. We will start overstanding. We'll be taking control of things again. And we will come alive. And that's what Jesus meant by, you must be born again. We were dead. We make no impressions in life. We have no art form. We don't even have music. And don't tell me hip-hop is music. You're talking to a person that produces music. Hip-hop is garbage. It's edits. It's bites. It's samples. It's not music. The nearest we got to music was blues. That's the nearest we got to music in this bondage was blues. And then it gravitated into jazz. And then it became just that. When John Coltrane and them got their hands on it, I'm talking about a proficient musician who decided to play what they call abstract jazz. It became just that, jazz. Something not worth listening to. And now we're nothing. We have no music. What is a, a nation of people without their own music? You women have got to invent a dance. I'm not talking about no monkey dance like you see on them hip-hop videos. Those are monkeys on strings. <laughs> Draw the strings on them one day and you'll see it. Empty hammer looks like one of them little things that they dangle like this. That's my brother, but truth is true. And boy, my mother, truth is true. Y'all got to invent dances. And your dances have to tell the stories of the things that happened to us. And we men got to play the music for the dances. And then we're giving birth to a culture. And then the word cult is no longer an insult. So Father, when they say, oh, y'all belong to that cult, say, that's right. We are cultivating our culture. Yeah, we're a cult, all right. But what is a cult without any culture? You understand? Y'all were in veils two years ago and miserable. <laughs> but now that the veil is removed and the women are becoming a part of us, if I, we're going to be twice as strong. That's right. We ain't going to be right-handed no more longer. We're going to be ambidextrous again. And stop suppressing them. That was necessary. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was necessary. You know why? Because of the state of mind we were in when the veil came to us. We were a mess. We as women, I mean we like in we, we like in you upside down me. <laughs> we thought that we had to tighten our pants up and show our butt to be sexy. Didn't we? I'm talking about women, not men. Everything had to be seductive. Someone gave us the wrong outlook on life. So y'all had to be veiled 
You understand that? To remove that. So it was a form of discipline. Well, I see the girls walking down 42nd Street. You know what I mean? <laughs> you can't hold an intelligent conversation without women in tight pants walking by and distracting it. You can't study in school because the girl next to you's blouse is too tight. All that's done purposely to keep us from having right thinking, pure thought. The veil was necessary, y'all. But now the veil is lifted. And the women have to take over. You know why you have to take over? I know you brothers ain't gonna like this. <laughs> because we don't do a good job. <laughs> the world is in a mess. I mean, is, uh, was Iran or Iraq destroyed by women? No. No, it was destroyed by men because of men. The Shah was a man. Ayatollahs of man, Bush, Reagan, or Contras, the Watergate. Every scandal was women in the laboratory experimenting around with the bacteria that made AIDS or men. When we liberate our women, we're going to be in power. Understand that? They know if they take our woman from us, they take our strength. I'm telling you, brother, you will be surprised if you really sat down and gave your wife the right to talk. How intelligent she can be. But you ain't going to do that. You're afraid of her. Right. You better wake up. I just want to ask a question. Who really cares? Save a world in despair. Who really cares? There'll come a time, come a time when the world won't be singing. When the world won't be singing, flowers won't grow. Flowers won't grow. No. Bells won't be ringing. No bells won't be ringing. Who really cares? Who's willing to try? Who is willing to try to save the world? To save the world that's destined to die. That is destined to die. When I look at the world, when I look at the world, it fills me with sorrow. It fills me with sorrow. Little children today. Children today. Really gonna suffer tomorrow. Really suffer tomorrow. Oh, oh what a shame. What a shame. Such a bad way to Such live. Such a bad way to live. We can't stop when living. We can't stop living. Nashhadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lahu. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Alhamdulillahi wali al-kareem. 
وصلى الله على انبياء اجمعين والمسيح والمحسي والمجدد لمن مرسلين اما بعد Are we not the bearers of witness that nothing would exist if Allah didn't create it? And that He is alone and has no part. And that all gratitude is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the sustainer of all the boundless universes. All gratitude is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the generous eternal friend. And send salutations of Allah on all of His prophets and His apostles. And on the Messiah, the anointed one. And on the Mahdi, the God, and on the Mujaddid, the Reform, which was all sent from Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. We send greetings and we send peace throughout the boundless universe to all. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi taala wa barakatuh. The man of the hour, airing seven days a week at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On WGAG Radio. Okay, because I remember, you know, being in so I'm an old bishop. And according to the uh, 
book of Revelations and everything that was sent down in that particular book, and when it talk about the 144,000 and everything that was standing on Mount Zion, and then after the year 2000, then what? I mean, what about what? What, what are we going to be doing? What do we have to do? I mean, are we making plans? That's what you, is that what you mean about that for us? As far as, you know, as far as, uh, you know, the Amorites and all that, you know, all that stuff is predicted because... Nothing, nothing in prediction changes. Yeah. You follow that? Uh -huh. What you're looking at now is Revelation 21. Uh, Revelation 21 ties right in to Malachi 4. You follow what I'm saying? Malachi The 4. book of Malachi chapter 4 about the oh, incoming okay. of the end of the world. Okay. If you look at the Revelation 21 where they talk about the removal of the sky and the removal of the earth or they say the heavens and the earth is going to be taken away and a new one is going to come in that's the same thing that took place in Genesis the old world right before Adam and Eve was removed and a new world came in with the birth of Adam and Eve and then again it happened in Genesis when you get down to the uh, prophet Noah, and they moved everybody off the planet, and they took his seed and replenished the planet again. Mm -hmm. So there's multiple times where the Almighty steps in and says, I'm going to remove all living things, or, or either all creeping things, and I'm going to bring in new things, mm -hmm. a re, a, what they call a replenishing or a refilling of the earth. Mm -hmm. All right, we're coming back into that cycle right now. Oh, we are. I'm coming back in the cycle because, pay attention, because the moon cycle has gone out and the sun cycle is coming in. The moon cycle is a symbol of the night or the shadow hour. And the sun cycle is, is a symbol of the day. We're moved into the sun cycle because as the galaxy makes a complete circle, it's called an equinox. And the planet gets closer and further away from the sun at different times in its motion. During the period of time that the sun and the planet are close to each other, those are periods referred to as the, the solo era. And when it gets farther away from it, you know, it makes it... Yeah, but it's an egg-like shape, right? When it gets further away, that is the moon cycle. That's why moon is synonymous with night and sun is synonymous with day. What is happening is every certain amount of thousands of years, it happens. Right? We're getting ready to come back into the sun cycle. We already started into it a while back when there was the devil referred to as the Aquarian Age. In that period of time, the sun gets closer to the planet, mm -hmm. and a very strange thing happens. Right? Yeah. The people who cannot live under the sun only have one alternative. What is it? No. They must go back to the cage. Oh, okay. They can't stay on the surface. Yeah, okay. You follow that? Mm -hmm. So what's happening now amongst the so-called Europeans, the reason why they're building underground tunnels across Europe, the reason why they're taking all the stores off the streets and turning them into malls, the reason why they're putting the cinemas or movies, as you call them, inside malls and hospitals and everything, or underground communications, because he's coming into an era time that before, in the Holy Quran, as you call it, uh -huh. so Gaff speak about a period of time when they went into the caves, and they don't even know how long they were in the cave sleeping. They were sleepers in the cage. That means that was the other cycle when the sun cycle on the other side came in. Then it goes into a moon, and then it comes into a sun again, then back to the moon. It's two moon cycles and two sun cycles that complete that complete equinox. All right? We're at a period of time now where the sun cycle has come in, the ozone layer is moving, there's a greenhouse effect, the planet is warming up, and the European people have to get off the surface of the planet. They have to go underground, and they're trying to build everything. First, they tried to go out, 
they found out that life existed on Mars, but they couldn't exist there because of certain ammonia that, that they would make it impossible for them to survive. So now they're back to building underground. They linked up Europe. They had to get a one-world system so that all Europeans would be in tune because those that are not in tune will die. So all we have to do, and people, when I speak about the end of the devil's rule or reign in 6,000 years, all we have to do is wait. You're looking for some phenomena other than what's taking place. In the books of Malachi, they call him the son of justice. They translate it as righteous, but it's a son, and they use the word shemesh. They don't use the word son like ben, son, S-O-N. They use the word S-U-N, and they speak about the son of justice bringing out the fire upon earth. Right? That marks a period of time in the end of the world when the sun itself is going to become the means of justice. And that justice is a confirmation of a prophecy that was made to us that when the devil comes out to harm us, fire would rain out of heaven upon them and consume them. Follow that? And that's happening to them right now. But we're looking for matches to be struck and flames. That's only one kind of fire. If you remember the hell book that I've written, I said there's a variety of different kind of fires. Is it a, is it a gas fire? Is it a, a carbon fire? Is it, you know, there's different kinds of fires. The sun in itself, Ra, is a form of fire. You follow that? They call it Amun Ra because Amun means trusted. You follow? Amun Ra means trusted. And it makes mention in the book of Revelations in the third chapter in the 14th verse about El Amun. The trusted or faithful in the truth. When I say faithful, I mean that I've made a promise with you, and you are faithful to that promise. You follow that? So Amun Ra has to hold faithful to his promise to us as people of the sun. When I say Amun Ra, people think right back to idol worship in Egypt, right? And I'm talking about Ra means to see. And it's the same thing, like I explained many times, that Hagar used when she went in the wilderness. She said El Roy, which was enough for saying I'm El Ra. She didn't say Amun because Amun was a certain people that she didn't belong to. It's another story. All right, so the promise is being fulfilled for us that the time for the devil is ending. The fire is pouring down out of the sky. It's happening to them right now. It's giving them skin cancer. Each year they're told you can't go to the beaches. They love beaches. Beaches are a symbol of nudity to them. And the word nude is short for Nod, the land of Nod. In Hebrew, we don't say Nod. We say nude. Now they're pushing for nudity beaches. And it's amazing because they're pushing for nudity beaches, but they can't go to the beach. So they must be pushing for newly beaches for you and I. Because it says, oh, children of Adam, don't let the devil seduce you and take off your clothes. So he can't be making newly beaches for Europeans because they can't go to the beach no more. They're telling them, stay off the beaches. Where they're not getting burnt, they're poisoned in the water. There's fires all across the country. Floods all across the country. All this is done by the Illuminati. They're trying to destroy the surface of the planet so that we will have to go underground with them. Do you understand that? They're at a point now where we don't they... Have to go, do we? I mean, we're not going to go. It depends. It depends on if, <laughs> well, you, it depends on if you're prepared or not. Okay. You've got to be prepared because regardless of how close the sun becomes to the planet Earth, it will not have any effect on us. 
I mean, but do we have to prepare ourselves just as individuals? Such no, we have to prepare ourselves as a body. That is our problem. We keep on breaking up into individuals uh-huh. and divided. We have no power. We're the only people that's disunited amongst ourselves. Yeah. We get broken down all the way down into Jehovah's Witnesses and Seventh-day Adventists and Sunni Muslims and Ansar. We're broken up into all kinds of little stupid splinter groups. There's Egyptologists over here, Dr. Ben is on this side, and Clark is on this side, and and Siraj Wahaj is over here, and Muhammad Al-Amin is in al and Farrakhan is over here, and Wardi is over here, and that's just in the Islamic world. Then when you get into the Hebrew world, you got Ben Amin Kata, Yahweh Ben Yahweh over here, Rabbi Jeremiah over here, Rabbi Matthews over here, and that's in the black so-called Jewish section. Then when you get into Christianity, you got Seventh-day Adventists, Pentecostals, Episcopalians, Protestants, Baptists, Lutherans, Catholics, and all of this has been set up to divide us in mind. Because the power of us coming together mentally can affect the world. So thing is to keep us divided in mind, right? Because of this day and time. The devil's time is at its expiration date. It's fulfilling its prophecy. It's 6,000 years is coming to an end. Now, what he has to do is get off of the surface of the planet. If you would just be patient, he'll have to leave. He can't reverse the greenhouse effect. He cannot push the sun away. He cannot reverse the destruction of the ozone layer. He can't stop that. It's not bothering you. He's convincing you that it's bothering you. <laughs> He's trying to tell you, you better not go to the beach, because if you go to the beach, you're going to get skin cancer. What's wrong with you? You was born on the beach. <laughs> what do you think Ethiopia is? What do you think Sudan is? 130, 110, 115 degrees all year round. You follow that? So we are waiting. I am waiting for the sun. I raise my hands to Amun-Ra and say, come closer to the earth. Because the closer he gets, the faster he gets, the quicker they have to go underground. And what they're trying to do now is they're trying to destroy the surface of the planet. So they're poisoning the water so we'll have no fish. They're burning all the forests so all the livestock is gone. They corrupted all the farmland. And then they are destroying all the countries that oppose them where we might take refuge. You follow that? All the Middle East is being wiped out. All of Sudan, Ethiopia, Somali. Don't fall for that Somali lift. That Somali lift was a result of the fact that they looked on television and saw them camps in Russia, and they saw them Amorites starving over there, so they had to get food over there. And one day, it took them to close all them camps in Russia and bring food, and because the public's eye was on it, they sent a couple of bags of being the Ethiopia sort of looked like a balance for the, for the UN. Now, you they're not least concerned. Part of the plot is to destroy all of what's called Africa, Africa. Either by AIDS, famine, you follow diseases, they're going to wipe it out. Because they have to go, like the Quran thought, back in the cage. You follow that? They have no choice. They build these high rises and these condominiums. All of the so-called Europeans who live on the southern part of this country are now moving north. So they're going to eventually leave out of South Africa? They have to. They have to leave out of South Africa. But it's going to be in a, such a bad state, there's nothing we can do with it anyway. They gave the land to these Amorites. They didn't have to. They could have taken it. And they didn't have to leave Nelson Mandela in jail for 26 years. So they wanted him in there until they lobotomized him and used him as a tool. But let me get back to where we at. People ask me all the time about South Africa. I'm not in South Africa. We're right here and we got problems. And we better get straight. We better start worrying about what's happening with us here. We're running out of time. And they're making more demands. The reason why you see them trying to renovate your neighborhoods 
and buy up your neighborhoods is because they have to get out of the South. You understand that? They got to leave Georgia. They got to leave Florida. They got to leave South Carolina, and they'll have to live from an upper part of North Carolina up where the weather is controllable until they can go underground. So now you drive all up in these mountains, and all you see is Florida plates and all old, old Jews walking around up here because they're trying to find places up here, up in Canada. That's their refuge. So as many times as they tried to put a community in Canada, they couldn't get it established. We have a problem with Syracuse, Buffalo, all up there. And it dawned on me because we have to get out of here and go south. Why do we have to go south? And why do we have to go to an area south where it's open and not mountainous? Because that's where he can't come. He cannot chase you where he cannot go. You follow that? So as long as we're up in a mountain area, he can come up here. But when we get down in an area where it's flat and open plains and the temperatures range in the hundreds, we don't have to worry about him coming down there because as the sun gets closer, he will not be able to survive. It would be suicide for him to pursue us in an environment where nature is fighting against him. You understand what I'm trying to say? This is the day and time we are now for the people to say, why are we leaving Mount Zion and going south? Because we're passing him on the road. Yeah. That, and let the fools come this way, and we'll go that way where he can't come. But we're going to have to learn how to survive down there because you forgot how to be sun people. And that's one of the main reasons why I said stop the perms and the jerry curls and all that crap because you can't afford it and you won't have access to it. Do you follow what I'm trying to say? And I, and I didn't say go back to Afro, because Afro described one hairstyle. <laughs> one hairstyle. And I, I heard somebody say just yesterday, if they were to bring that hairstyle up to today, instead of us being called Afro-Americans, we would have to be called Jerry Curl Americans, or Extension Americans, or, or Perm or Americans, because Afro is just a hairstyle, and the word Afro don't apply to us. We are not Africans. And I say that to say nobody is African. There is no such thing as an African. The word African means Africa, to divide us up into pieces. We are Ethiopians, we are Egyptians, we are Kushites, Hamites, Shemites, we are not Africans. You follow that? We have broken up into families, became known as Ashante, we became known as Mendingans, we, came with, we got set up with Igbo, we became many different names. But when you get past all those tribal names and get down to it, we are the Shemites and not Semites. They're, they could be semi. They could be Semites. We're Shemites. You follow? So we have to prepare ourselves for this hour of time. And the sun is on our side. Nature is on the side. But he is destroying the planet intentionally with all kind of earthquakes. And right now, if you look on the news, there's fires in Florida, there's fires in California. There's fire. He's burning up all the forests. When you burn the forests, you're chasing the animals. If he's burning the forests down there, which direction is he chasing the animals? If he's poisoning all the waters on the seacoast of Florida, where is he chasing all the fish? Now, why would he chase the fish and the animals up here? Huh? Because he's going to be living up here. <laughs> so the best way for me to chase you is to light a fire. I light a fire on this side, I can guarantee that whatever's on that side is going to run in that direction. So if you monitor them fires, them fires start off the coast of Florida and they're moving all up. Now they're talking about South Carolina, all on the coast of South Carolina. They can't get inland. So what you do is go inland. Stay off the coast. You follow that? And all the animals will run inland and north. And there you'll set up your colonies for survival. You follow that? Who is the um, uh, plant and food and stuff like that? Or starve. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One or the other. Won't be no A and P. Won't be no A and P, babe. Love us. And that's why I'm moving. My name is Tawhida. And it's down. The bread. 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 The The same as ahad. Right? And Tawheed, but see, Tawheed is a created word. The reason why I say it's a created word because it's used in Islam, and Islam claims to come out of the Quran. Correct? That when Muhammad received the Quran, that's when they formulated the system of Islamic teaching, and they corrected this divine language in which this scripture was sent down. You follow me? However, the name Tawheed is nowhere in the Quran which meant that after the Quran was completed, then men looked in the Quran when it was setting up grammars and stuff and created words from words. Mm-hmm. So in Arabic language, yeah, Tawheed is a word, but it's not a Quranic word. It's a word that they've made from the word Wahid. Yeah. You follow? Yeah. I'd like to ask a question. Uh, the importance of coming into the tabernacle, um, those that want to come in and were rejected I can't speak for those people because that's the day and time we're in. We're in a strange day and time. And that is that we have evoluted ourselves from pure mental, right? We had a perfect ether and a bush. We have, we have evoluted into some new being. And I don't mean new being. I mean some new kind of being that's not in tune with the original self. You know, we're radical, we're unpredictable, we think a lot like the enemy. Yeah. We're self-destructive, we're uncooperative, and up in the most, we're disagreeable. So we have subject ourselves to a lot of stuff that has changed us. So it's hard to look in the eyes of a Nubian person and know what you're looking at now. You follow? Um, yeah, shalom. Shalom. I'm a part of the Christi Coptic Hebrews, and we wrote you several letters, and we, had a, we didn't hear any response, so we read in your bulletin what you did right, and we'd like to know, well, why didn't we hear any response to you first? So many people are trying to match what I'm teaching, not necessarily you, and oftentimes they really would like to know what they're talking about, but they don't. You know, they say, I'm fluent and I'm hot, and they make a statement like, Hala Salafi means this. And I look and say, that's not what it means in Amharic. It might mean something in modern translation that is East, where is the Ethiopia today, but that's not what it means in ancient Giza. Or they'll say in the scripture, this person is this, and that's not who that person is. They're reading English translations or Amharic translations from English. So understand, the devil has ran way up ahead of y'all in, in the early 19th century, the 1910, 11, and 12, and started translating all the scriptures into French out of a, a land in French called Bukhara and then translated from that into Arabic. So the Arabic Bibles you got are originally translated from French, not from the original. The Amharic Bibles you're getting are not from, and Hala Selassie and people like himself were sellouts to Ethiopia. They were not for Ethiopia. He was a sellout. He was a Christian, a Coptic Christian. You cannot be a Christian and be of the pure seed of the house of Judah. You can only be of the pure seed of the house of Judah. And you can read it. If you read the book of the prophet, who they call him a prophet, they call say Nubia in Hebrew, and it means a prophesier as opposed to a divine, which is a prophet, and it's called Melahi. Melahi means in Hebrew, my angel. They say messenger, so they don't want to translate that. If you read that, you'll see how they address false Kohan. They call them false priests, people who are perverting the law, who don't keep the sacrifices, and don't know how to do this, and don't know how to do that. It's only four chapters, but it's the last of the 12 
They have, they, they have the 12 of the 21 in the, in the Tanakh. 12 of the 21, which is supposed to be the 12 minor prophets. And the 12 minor prophets, they are there to explain to us where errors went wrong. And the last one, the most powerful, is Melech. And he predicts all the future events. Certain people would love for, uh, let's say, Elijah Muhammad to be Elijah. Other people would love for Hale Selassie to be the Lion of Judah. That just wasn't it. They never did anything that rendered them it. Their congregations are desperate for a person to hug, so they create an aura around a person that I met Hala Selassie personally. Right? He, he doesn't see, he never saw himself as Jesus. Of course we could say after that, well, of course Jesus would say he's not Jesus. Then if we say, you know, if I say to you, are you Jesus? And you say no. I say, okay, only Jesus would say he's not Jesus. Then I say, well, okay, then you know, I am Jesus. Then you say, I told you he's Jesus. Hala Selassie never subscribed to Jesus. Sending him Solomon, which I'm pointing out in that bulletin, it's still not good enough for us because they, his father and him both married Hittite women. They married the cursed seed of the canon, of which Abraham, who was our father, and the shield falls under Abraham, not David. That's another thing I read. They mentioned the shield of David. Morgan Dawid is not Morgan Abraham. If you look in the 15th chapter in the first verse, Barashit where they refer to as Genesis, the shield is Abraham's shield. That is the star we wear, the shield of, it's called Morgan Abraham. And he said, the Lord said, I am your shield, Abraham. They're following a different star, interlock star, which is a symbol of Satan. It has nothing to do with the star that we're following. So what it is, is I addressed it like I read the pamphlets, I looked at them, I saw this from our books in it, I saw information that was wrong on Hala Selassie, so I said, I'm writing a book about Hala Selassie anyway. Not so much about Hala Selassie as the character, but as one of the characters in our Ethiopian life, because we are the original Ethiopian people. Sudanese are Ethiopians, whether they want to accept it or not. And Ethiopians are Kushites, and Kushites all come under Ham and Shem, right, which are the sons of Nah. So what I did is I addressed it subtly, instead of opening like I usually do. What I usually do when someone writes me and says, you're wrong, you think you know what you're talking about, then I usually go, so you want to play games? And I write a whole book about them. <laughs> That's my way of saying, don't play with me. I'm not the same thing you are. I'm not some person who just pops up with a little information, you know, and, going to, and trying to get a congregation. I, I say that to the five percenters. I say that to Farrakhan. I say that to the Sunni Muslims. This is a different level of information that we're coming from. And so what happened is I addressed it subtly the same way I did when the Sunnis first wrote about me. I put out a couple of little leaflets and then I said, you understand what I can do and I have to go. And then they came back with a cult book and I said, okay, so you want to fight. I don't want to fight because this is going to be Kushite on Kushite, but being you want to play, let's dance. And, you know what I'm saying? I'm, but the time I wasted, you know, researching the Quran and showing them their errors, I could have spent raising the nation. And then I got sidetracked because I was on a Jesus Christ mission at the time, writing a series of books about how, who is Jesus' father. And I was, you know, trying to get that spell of the ghost, the gospel, the ghost spell out of our heads. And I got sidetracked by my own people. And I got there. When I got there, I met the five percenters. And then I got sidetracked by the five percenters. And I'm like, back on mainstream. And I said, is this another? When I got this stuff, I said, Standing here, badger more my own people. So I just I said, let me just write about it, right? And left it on. I have a whole book on Ethiopia and the history of the line of descendancy of Judah, where they went, who they are. Documented facts, not hypothetics. Shua was a land. He was not from Shua. 
He migrated to Shur. He was raised in a Barak, another whole province in Ethiopia. Moved there, and the land was established by a descendant, and it wasn't Menelik. It's a whole big thing that they play games with people. When he went to Jamaica, for instance, he didn't even he didn't respect the Rastafarians. He was very disrespectful. Other flies, he did not acknowledge their presence at all. He visited the temple because he was forced to. But he didn't respect them. In Ethiopia, he was overthrowing the country. He brought Christianity in Ethiopia. The man who ruled Ethiopia before him was a Muslim. But he was not a Muslim. They say Muslim, and they try to make it sound like he was an Arab Muslim. He was not. He was a Sudanese Muslim who believed in the Torah and lived like we do as Islamic Hebrews. But they, they eliminated him to put Haile Selassie in so that they could bring Christianity in. Because, and I'll tell you why. Because they're trying to find the Ark of the Covenant. This is what they want to get their hands on. They made a movie about it, Raiders of the Lost Ark, because they know the power of the cherubim that El Elo Yahweh channels. He controls both Elohims, the Elohims that are good and the Elohims that are bad, which they don't say good and bad in Hebrew. We use the word tov and ra, which is agreeable and disagreeable, those disagreeable and agreeable Elohims. And the disagreeable ones are the ones that have the wings symbolic, Right? They protect the Ark of the Covenant that we as Ben Yisrael. When he said Ben Yisrael, you're including Ishmaelites. Ishmaelites, Muslims may think they're in another religion, but they're nothing but a 5% branch off from Israel. We are Ishmaelites. We are Midianites. We are just, we are Jacob's sons. But Esau is also us, so the Edomites are us. But they laid their mountains to waste because they maliciously went out and married Hittites. Maliciously, Yitzhak or Esau went out to marry Hittite women to get even because he lost the blessing. There's no such word as birthright in the Torah. It's not in there. The word is blessing, the word is buroka, and it means the blessing. And that blessing was money. This is what the problem was. It wasn't about nothing spiritual. It was about money. And when Jacob got the money, Yitzhak was mad and went back to his father and said, could you give me a little money? <laughs> That's the Hebrew understanding from Aramic. But in the Christian Bible, you're going to get lost because they don't know what they're talking about. Never. Yes, no. That's why we came here. Yes. We came here because I want to get together with you and put out some stuff to a lot of the Rastafarians because I, I bear witness to your God's anxiety. So it wasn't a matter of we trying to fight off the doctor, Trying to work together. But trying to hook up because um, some of the same things you're talking about now about <coughs> Ethiopia, about the sun, and, and even etymology. The nine ether. Yeah, nine ether, the number nine also we've been saying for a long time. The Wapo, you know about the Wapo and all those? Yeah, yeah. Those are the ancient, ancient I scientists. Showed, I showed a tape about the um, Beni Elohim, uh, um, the Elohim. You are, you are Elohim. Believe it. Mm -hmm. And the Elohim that sits here are both good and Bad or simply agreeable and disagreeable. That's us. You know what I'm saying? And he is L. L is the Elohim is the plural of it. You see that? L Elohim. You are. That's why Yeshua said, Is it not written in your law? He was saying, but notice that is it not written in your law? Because he was taking him back to Tiflin. The Tiflin is called what you refer to as the Psalms. The Psalms. And what they would do, let me just want to finish, they would sing a song. The whole congregation would sing. And this will also address this young lady's question. They would sing the song of praise, and at the end of the song, they would say, Salat. They so that's true, but they'd say Salat. Salat in Hebrew is said, Sali. Sad, Lam, Lamet, and Hay. That's the Sali you see. 
That's like the Muslims say it's coming to Salat. Salat, Sa'ad, Lam, Alif, Tamabuta, in Hebrew is Sa'ad. <laughs> you follow that? Lamet and Hay. You ever notice that at the end of certain prayers? It says Sa'ad, which meant now it's time to get up to pray. And when they got up and prayed, they raised their hand towards the sky. You can see this amongst the Falashians today, Havashia. Raise your hands towards the sky like you'll find on the walls in Mitzrayim, in Egypt. We raise our hands. What we did in ancient Egypt and what we did in Ethiopia and what we did in Sudan was the same. We didn't start looking down at fire until we got infiltrated by pale Arabs. And they taught us to stop looking towards Ra and start looking down at the ground. Everything, listen to this, everything that you know of that is healthy grows this way. Grows towards the sun, not this way. You understand what I'm saying? So they, this was a major, a major plot to remove one spell, Christianity, and reinstill another spell, Islamic. And it wasn't the real Muslim teachers, because the real Muslim teachers they held their hands up. Somewhere along the line, people got in and they institutionalized salat. And I said, let's go back to the Quran for what it's worth, El's Quran, and look and see in it what he says. And eliminate all the things that we're doing that he does not say. And when you do that, you eliminate looking down, because it's not in there. There's no place in the Quran where it says, put your hands on your heart and put your face down. My descendants did it, and they passed it on to me. And in your birth, you, it was passed on to you. You follow that? So that was step one. Right? Now we're moving on further to no longer worshiping but becoming that which was worshipped. I'll put it clearer. And I'm not saying L. Don't fool yourself unless you can create a gnat. All right? And if you get, if you get to that level, I'm just saying, we, but we have to become who we really are. And that makes us responsible for the universe because that's what we were created to be, caretakers. Do you hear me? And somewhere along the line, something got removed from us. It got removed in Genesis. If you look at the fourth chapter and the 26th verse, you'll see where it says, and the Almighty gave Adam and Eve another son to replace the other one like and in the image and after the likeness of Adam. This son, Seth, was not in the image and after the likeness of Elohim, the angelic beings responsible for the replenishing of the earth. Read it again. It says, in the image and after the likeness of Adam. What state was Adam in in the fourth chapter, which is after the third chapter? Was he in a positive state or had he sinned? You see that? So Seth's seed, meaning most of you, right, were descendants from, like Adam, who had sinned. Now I talk simple, plain common sense. When you take a little baby, okay, whether it's black, white, or purple, do you have to teach that baby evil, or do they naturally take from other kids? Are they naturally possessors? You father, you realize that when your baby is hugging you and mooring on your hand, and you're fascinated that what the baby's really trying to do is eat you? <laughs> do you know that? You think that when your baby's mooring on your hand, that's cute. Your baby is really trying to eat you. It doesn't know that you're not food. A baby will reject you, and you can say, here's a cookie, and a baby will come. That's a certain part of our nature. That same nature that got, took us to the tree. Adam's seed was not good. Our seed was good. You follow that? 
Adam's name originally, Adam's name, not Adam. Adam's name, because it says, and call their name Adama. The word Adama means of the dust of the ground. But in that same Torah, they give you the name of Adam and Eve when they say male and female created he them and called their names Adam. Now what is the name then? When they use the word male, the same thing happens in El-Quran. They say, Zakar wa Antar. We created you male and female. Zakar wa Antar. However, the word Zakar, Zakara, has nothing to do with being a male or female agenda. It has to do with the word to remember, Zikr. You follow that? In the Torah, it says, male and female created he, them, and called their names Adam. Zakar wa Nakibu was their names. When you trace the Nakibu back to ancient Aramic, it means leadership and out front in power. And Nakibu was the female, not the male. Then Zachar was Adam's name. Adam doesn't mean that's his name. Adam means of the ground, a earth being as opposed to a Elohim being. There was Elohim of heaven and Elohims on earth, physical ones and spiritual ones. If you want to see it, again, in the book of Malachi, right in the fourth chapter of it, they call them the Almighty God. Before all, they say godly. And if you trip back to your Aramic, you see they have in there Elohim al-Bashar. Right? Elohim in the flesh. Now, so you had Adam seed, who's an Elohim, and you have Nakibu, who you call Hawa. And the reason why they call her Hawa or Haya, because it meant wind. You follow that? It meant the breath, the nachas that's breathed into a person. And the reason why they say that woman comes out of man is because man decides the gender of the child. Whether it's an XY chromosome, not that somebody snap nobody's rib, rip their chest open, that's not what's in there. You're talking about a replenishing of the world, not a creation of the world. Adam and Eve were not the first people on the planet for us. You understand that? I'll give you some simple reasons why. One is, we, we use a basic biblical concept. We have Cain, Abel, Adam, and Eve. Is that the basic Christian concept? How many people was that? Four people. Cain kills Abel. He eliminates one of the people. How many people are left? Who are these people? Right? Adam, Eve, and Cain. Three people. Right? Now, when the Almighty addresses Cain concerning the killing of his brother, Cain cried that his penalty is greater than he could bear, right? And then he said he put a mark on him, right? A birthmark, exactly what it is, a birthmark on him. That what? What was, what was Cain afraid of? Tell me. Anybody what? Cain was afraid that if anybody finding him will kill him. Could you tell me who was going to find him if there's only three people on the planet? <laughs> who was he afraid of if there was nobody else on the planet but him, his mother and father? It wasn't his father he was worrying about. It wasn't his mother he was worrying about. There must have been other people on the planet. 
that he was worried about that would kill him. And when he left that land and went into the land of Nud, Nod, he encountered other people. There, it was already there in the Philians. Then again, they say, the man should leave his mother and his father and cling unto his wife, and they should become one flesh. Correct? If these are the first people on the planet, who was that law for before it was said to them? It didn't say you are to leave your mother and father. It said a man, as if the law was already set. A man is to leave his mother and leave his father and cling unto his wife and there to become one flesh. If that law was set, who was it set for if there was nobody there? And nobody else got married. You follow? And why is the word refill or replenish? Because in Hebrew or Aramic, the word is barra. They don't use the word halakha. Yes, there is a Hebrew word, halakha, meaning creation, and it talks about the original creation that took place billions of years ago. But Adam and Eve, 49,000 years ago, was a recreation, a barra. And look it up in Hebrew. You see right there, barra. And that means to remake, to remodel, or to rebuild, not to create. We will continue following this brief intermission. Have you ever wondered why so many Nubians or black people seem to aid the devil in destroying us? Have you ever wondered why they sell the drugs and they pull the trickers? And the black cop may beat you worse than a white cop. And the black leader maid will chase you down while the white leader maid may let you go. Or the minister would lie and say anything. Have you ever wondered why this is so easy to them? Then you must read a book called Are There Black Devils? For in the midst of us, living with us, marrying us, teaching us, preaching to us, are black devils who were here before the creation, the gravitation of the pale devil. Read the book, Are There Black Devils? A must for anyone who wants to know the truth. It's available at your nearest Tents of Abraham. To order, write to the Tents of Abraham, Post Office Box, 50547, Atlanta, Georgia, 30302. about the breastplate in Revelation chapter 21 verses 18 to 20. Read where the priest wore the breastplate. This is not merely a piece of jewelry or an ornament. This is a sacred relic. Read in Exodus chapter 28 verse 15. For you are the original priest of the ancient house of Israel. Wear your breastplate. It's a talisman against evil. 
in 14 karat gold for male, $475, female, $275. To order, write to the Tents of Abraham, Post Office Box, 50547, Atlanta, Georgia, 30302. Now we will continue with Rabboni Yeshua Bar al-Hadi on Mount Zion. And what was taking place then? The planet had got so corrupted amongst the Elohim. And when you look up Elohim or heavenly host, you see that they say heavenly host or Elohim or angelic beings. You follow that? So if the Elohim were beings who came to this planet from somewhere else, I'm saying somewhere else so I don't get distracted by UFO conversation, <laughs> right, came to this planet from somewhere else, and they lived on this planet, and they called them giants. It's, in, it's right in the Bible. Giants were in the earth in those days, right? And Adam and Eve encountered living and dealing with these beings. These people must have had laws. Adam or Eve, one of them had to be living by those laws. To know the Lord. Who was he talking to? Adam or Eve, when he spoke about that. A man, the law is that a man should be talking to Adam. You'd like to believe that Adam was a good person. Adam was seven feet because he was a Nephilian and an Akite. His family had mixed in. They were part of the people called Path. Path are the original people of the planet Earth Pygmies. Two people existed at the time that you identified. One lived over near the two rivers called Nile, or Nile, and others lived over near the two rivers called Tigris and Euphrates. You understand? And both of these rivers were fed from the Mediterranean. The only difference is when you look at the map today, you have a problem. You're trying to figure out how the water ran down the Nile this way and up the Euphrates this way. Correct? It ran through Greece and down through Babylon. How? Because it was before the planet was tilted off its axis. See, your planet has now been tilted on a 23-degree axis. So where Tigris would have been here, and then now it would have ran there, down above, beneath the Mediterranean, now it's sitting like this, so it looks like it's impossible. So when you go to a map, you can't see those four rivers that's flowing down, and you get confused. But if you go back to before the planet got shifted off its axis, you'll see how the... You follow? So this part is on the eastern end of the garden, obviously. And where would that be at? That's in the Persian Gulf. That's in an area called Or, which means flames in Aramaic or Hebrew. Or means flames. The city of Nod was in the midst of the flames. And what is flames called? What do you know flames as? as hell. You understand? Flames is hell. And there is where the giants, the wicked beings live. And it's said in, when you get to Barashit in the sixth chapter, that the sons of God, the first one, those are not positive Elohim. Those are negative Elohim, disagreeable. They took the daughters of men. You see the difference? 
The second time it says they went in unto it. But the first time it says they took. That means they left the Euphrates area and went over into Egypt where we lived at, the pygmies. You follow that? We, that's, we didn't stand over four feet at the time. And the giants who came down stood over seven feet. The normal height of a man, whether you like it or not, is five foot six inches. I'm not five foot six, so that's don't think I'm saying it because it's me. It's a perfect balance between the Elohim on that side and the Elohim on that side because we created him in our image. And if they're seven feet and they're four feet, the middle image would be five six. You follow? So now these wicked beings left their land and went over into Egypt called Mithraim, today called Gen, back then, Garden, and took women from all that they chose. You follow that? And that family that they chose that ended up on their side is where Adam, who was a descendant from the original people, that's why when you see the picture of Adam, he has wavy hair. He doesn't have nine ether. He has eight ether. There's nine, eight, seven, and six ether in our hair. Another question that comes up. How did Nathibu or Eve become light-skinned? That's because you want to convince yourself because you're dark-skinned that the first people were dark-skinned. It's very convenient. But genetically, that's just not true, because two dark-skinned people can give birth to a brown-skinned person. It'll stay within a certain color range from Latino all the way down. When you get to the point where the skin is ghost-like, it's non-ether, it's ghost-like, it's transparent, then you've bred out of the Ethiopian people, the non-ether. Adam's family were Pathites. Of, of, that's the same path you read about in ancient Egypt, right, who influenced Amun-Ra. Mixed in, was kidnapped, taken over there to live in that land. Thus, Abraham's family is born out of all Chaldean, not being born in Ethiopia where they belonged. And Adam himself was a mixture. He was a giant. He was seven feet tall to the original Pathites of ancient Egypt. You understand? So he was influenced by good or bad or what should we say, agreeable or... He was influenced by a disagreeable people. Did, did Nahas, Nahas is a Torah word for the whisperer. There's no word serpent in there. It's Nahas. One of his names is Fabun. That's one of his ancient names. It means a snake. His real name is Samuel. Samuel, that was his name. But who did he go to? Huh? He went to Eve. He did not go to Adam. Why didn't the devil go to Adam? Oh, he's already there. <laughs> he knew Adam. He knew Adam. <laughs> <laughs> what? Shouldn't it have been that he should have went to Adam and let Adam influence Eve as opposed to going to Eve and let Eve know? Because Eve was of the original Pathites of ancient Ethiopia and was good. Adam's family had been living over at the Euphrates and had become influenced by evil. So the whole purpose of the breeding, or as the Honorable Elijah Muhammad spoke about, the graftation and the black and the brown seed, which is how and Adam, <laughs> was to breed the evil out of us and make us back into the image of the 
Elohim, so you'd have contact like you used to directly with the universe. Through the dog star. You heard the dog star before? What is it called? Osiris. What is it called in Mitzrayim? Anubis. The jackal, the dog. The god of death. The god of life. That's our representation of black jackal to them. The worship Amorite, when he's worshiping God, and God, like I said before many times, in dyslexia, his dog, he's talking about the God Anubis of ancient Egypt, which represented us. You understand? Not the jackal of the cave that he encountered when he had to go into the cave when the last sun cycle came through and the moon cycle went out. He was asking, why did Canaan go up into the cave? Because the sun cycle came in and the people of Nuwapu, the sun people come to power. And the night people, and let me give you some names for it. Dracula. <laughs> when you look in the New Testament, as it's called, in their Greek translations, the word for serpent is drag with a K, eon. Drag eon. And they say dragon. The name Dracula is from a German origin and it's Drachion. <laughs> Dracula is a symbol of a being that cannot stay under the sun. He roams by night and he needs fresh blood because he is a hemophiliac. A hemophiliac is a being that lacks hemoglobin in the blood and does not have the power to produce clotting factors. You with me? Dracula wears a long black cloak, symbol of the night. Dracula has to go into a sarcophagus or a sepulcher or a coffin in modern day. In ancient times, there were no coffins. People would put inside caves. And he has to have the natural soil under it. You follow that? Mm -hmm. So they unite in Europe. And they build underground tunnels in Europe. Does anybody know about all the underground tunnels that's being built in Europe? Dracula is aware that the sun cycle is coming in. So evening and morning is passing for a seventh day. Meaning we had the 6,000 years. And let's read it the way you see it. We had a 6,000-year period, correct? Now, after 6,000 comes in, so this time it's up in the year 2000, which is the year 6,000 from canon. That ends another day. And how does the scripture usually say? Evening and morning was the... Now let's go into the seventh day, because everybody desisted on the last seventh day. <laughs> and they called it Shabbat. Right? Now, we're coming into the seventh day, a new horizon. The sun is getting closer to the planet. Dracula has to get back in his coffin, <laughs> or the sun will burn him up. It's just called, in modern day, skin cancer. <laughs> Nubian people, stop wrestling with the devil. You already have the blessing. 
All you have to do is wait. All you have to do is be a sabr. <laughs> Patient. <laughs> Nubians aren't responding and not realizing that the end of the world is near. With all the doctrine that's coming out and all the different things that you're doing little by little, you know, you have an effect on the people in a big way. And, and, and you just got to be ready for it. Unfortunately, a lot of Nubians are not into computers like we are. And um, they don't even know about the Hellbox. They don't even know, you don't know about the Hellbox, right? Comet. Right? A lot of you don't know about the Hellbox comet yet. That's why I got, what I did is I got a copy of the tape so they can hear the analyze tell them about a craft like, like, like entity that ha seems like it's alive, yet not alive, that's four times the size of Earth that they just discovered. And NASA has confirmed that it's there. And that's what meteorite that came into existence two years ago called Hellbox. And it's on the tape and they're called Hellbox. And they're actually talking about this this new craft thing, and they tell you it's coming towards Earth, and it's intelligently controlled, and it's coming to get a group of people. And they say on the tape that these group of people that they're coming to get are people that are involved in, in an advanced study. And, 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 no, they literally say it on the tape, and say they're out to teach people. Did anybody hear it yet? Oh, you're right, you're right, you picked it up, right? Drop it in the car on the way back home. And listen to it. In the end of it, the guy says, uh, in the beginning of it, in fact, he says, um, uh, I'd like to thank um, Dr. So-and-so, something Malachi. That's not me now, right? If somebody uses the name Malachi. Most of them don't pronounce the name Malachi. They pronounce the name Malachi. Right? So it's a slip of tongue. And when they say Malachi, that means they, they're letting us know where it's all going. But they cannot deny. And we have the, we went into the computer and um, internet and it showed us the comet. They had pictures of the comet in there, and um, it's good to know it's there. They noticed, they noticed it's Nibiru, and they literally say on the tape, uh, Zachariah Sitchin refers to this as Nibiru. Next um, came into us was, um, I tried to fax it to as many people as I can. I don't know if you got it. the skull. Right, y'all get the skull? The skull of a denacle, with twice the chromium, twice the size. And right after that, about two days later, they sent us the skull of a terror, a cone. Because everybody, when we said the cone is the real, people thought we were chopping off Saturday Night Live. Of course, they don't know that everything the Amorite does, he, he puts the intelligence in front of you so he won't believe it. But they got actual skulls. And we're getting more information coming constantly because now that people know through the internet that we're the source of this information, they feel free sending us stuff. Amorites, everybody, I'm clipping. I got like 10 stories on how Jesus was married to Mary Magdalene. You heard somebody, had, you also read that one? Had children, how his kids moved, you know, was protected by the, you know, whom, etc. All these stories are coming out. They had a whole thing on television the other night on um, Discovery of London, where they talk about, you know, the, you know, the um, graves of, of skulls, the graves of skulls under Old Jerusalem. Well, they have a place called the Grave of Skulls under Old Jerusalem, for those who don't know, where they have all the skeletons of all the uh, popes and all of that. And this, that's that place where they say that um, Freemasons go when they reach a certain degree. Believe me, I know. And they go to Jerusalem and they go beneath Old Jerusalem and they see the body of Jesus. And uh, they've taken the body of Muhammad out of the 18th century, out of Medina. That's when they rebuilt Medina. 
the mosque in, in the north, and they, when they did that there, what actually happened is the, the shrine took the body of Muhammad out of that, which they had preserved, and his body is also in the, under there, and, and only uh, people of a certain degree of Freemasonry are allowed to see it. It's a confirmation. Actually, they're not looking at Jesus' body, they're looking at Bar Jesus' body. Because in there also, in a the, in the higher degree, they tell you that Jesus went to Egypt and he died there at 120. But Jesus' son, why he was the one that was killed in the streets of Jerusalem, body transferred to the Vatican in Rome, where they simulated the crucifixion of him there, kept his body there for a certain amount of years, and then the Knights of Templar went there and got it and bought it and put it in there. They have a special chamber where they keep things sacred. They also, I don't know if some of y'all remember years ago, I said, under the sink, there's some documents here that I told you about that. They're trying to get up under the sink to get to the documents. They found out the sink is the symbol, was a symbol of, in the, in the astrological chart of the ancient Egyptians, you know, as the, uh, the era of Leo, the lion. That's what it's supposed to symbolize, and has something to do with the Mars project and the, what they refer to as the Adama project. This is that one Adam, right? And so they are unmasking because we should never say they discovered anything. They don't discover, they uncover. They uncover things that we bury, right? So, a new word, just a new one for you, right? <laughs> they don't discover anything. Anyway, they're starting to uncover a lot of the things that's gonna confirm everything that you have put trust in me in is gonna become confirmed for you in front of your own eyes. And not that you need it. I know some of y'all who follow me here that day. And I appreciate that. Right? But I'm just saying, it is good for those who come to your class with the skeptic. And I didn't say skeptic. I said skeptic. They come skipping around <laughs> looking for some type of evidence to what appears to be a science fiction movie when you start kicking the doctrine on them. I know deep in your heart, as much as you may have loved me and I you, when you had to go out and teach, what I was teaching you, it was difficult. <laughs> and then, oh, guy really from another planet. <laughs> and he had 19 spirits talking to him. And, and you know, never mind, we'll pick this up later. <laughs> let's, talk about, let's talk about something that appears more sensible. But the confirmation of who and what I am is confirming itself. And that's the best I can ask for from my brother on the side, but they give me just a little help. Because to come here, you know, to incarnate into this individual's body and try to convey this message to people that have been so televisioned, so subliminally sedated, I mean, that they removed the essence of the nine from me and implanted the six, the lower side of the circle. It's such a hard job just to get you to not listen to the wrong music. You think you're saying something cool, when you say, I like um, such and such a music, and you don't understand nothing about music, because y'all are familiar with the 800 megahertz frequencies that are coming through the air now. You're familiar with that. You do? You do no, you're not. Okay, well, I thought I talked about it. But you know that each one of the human beings have in their brain, they're called magnetic particles. That's the best term that they can come up with them. One day, of course, I'll give you the real name, but let's let them play with it for a while magnetic particles, you have nine magnetic particles in your brain, all right? These magnetic particles can be affected by wavelengths, by frequencies, higher and lower. 
Now, the cellular phones are all set at 800 megahertz. And that brain of yours was 900 megahertz. You follow that? And it dropped down. When Honorable Black Mama was speaking about the brain capacity of an Amorite being less than that of a newbie, they were talking about that frequency response, your ability to respond to sound. All right? Of course, as you know, microwave also is moving on a sound. I, I can explain that a couple of years ago, how microwaves cook food by sound, which means that they're able to cue in and deaden some of those magnetic particles. A lot of Nubians, instead of walking around in nine ether, and the nine ether is beyond the hair, come out in the nine ether state of activated nine magnetic particles, they have dropped down to four, three, two, and when you see a brother who's totally delirious, unable to coagulate words, he is about down to one, and some just go vegetate out. And what they have to do is they give you all types of drugs so that it drops your body down to what's referred to as an alpha wavelength, which is one step from death. And that way you'll stay what they refer to as monotone. Monotheos. Monotone. Mono will keep you dead. Right? And so they are now capable of sending these frequencies out. They are putting these stations along the road. I know as y'all cross the country, if you look up, you see this thing on a tall pole, and it's shaped like a tetrahedron, and it has little things on all three sides. Just look for them, and you'll see them. Well, right now the government has 24 different satellites aligned to the planet, around the planet. All right? And he has 24,000 of these receivers and senders situated across the country. He is able to tune in to your radio via frequency. It's called frequency response. This unit that I picked up, that I, that I brought here and clicked on is a unit that's making it possible for everybody on Kadesh to turn to a certain station on the radio and they can hear me talking without any wire. Which means I'm sending controlled frequencies through the air. You follow that? Once I understand, once I understand the human and that his brain waves are between 900 and 700, you follow? Seven and a half ounce of brain, you know that? 900 and 700 on megahertz, I can send out certain types of frequencies. I can also lock these frequencies into music because when they started doing it, they did it in a place called uh, Wackenhut Naval Base. We should investigate and find out that's where they started at. And the reason why they refer to it as the Harp Project, if you heard of that, out of Alaska, is because a harp, of course, is an instrument. And they know that by strumming a harp, you can get different response. Years ago, a lot of people used to come to me and ask me, how do they line their body up? And I would tell them, what they had to do is go to a keyboard and um, take middle C and find the two eighths of octaves 
find the octave between middle C from one to the next. Of course, you know, it's eight notes. And I said, you go up and down the keyboard until you find that note that soothes your body. And then you'll know what key you're vibrating on. You know what vibration works with your body. The uh, Buddha or the Tibetans, they know about this. And so they have learned how to make their throat make three sounds simultaneously. And they chant like that. Constantly. And they got this going on right now while we're sitting here. Meanwhile, the practitioners of the faith start off and they're on another frequency while the priests are pulling. The sound is a strange thing. If Deke is making a certain sound and I do another sound, a half step up or a whole step up and I do a, a let's say he does a one and I do a three and he does a five, we create what's called Harmony. You follow that? As you know, none of the groups are singing in harmony no more. They have this new kind of harmony called unitarian harmony. They think they're singing in harmony because two or three of them are singing the same note and it's partially unison, unison in part harmony, and none of the kids have it no more because they had to stop that because that vibrates three bones up here in the sinus that connect to the tetrahedron that the nose creates which opens the eye of the seer, the third eye. They know what frequencies we move on. They know our emotional state. They click them on and off at different times. For instance, Sunday morning, they have it on a very low frequency and people feel it's Sunday. Even when they're not Christian. They have it where, well, it's Sunday, it's kind of calm. When it comes to about 8 o'clock Sunday, they start to speed up the, 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 the oscillation, right? And I'm going to get to oscillators in a minute. Speed up the oscillation valve inside the frequency. You get the response, and it gets higher pitch, and people become more hyper. And Sunday, people start speeding faster because they're trying to get them prepared for Monday. What has happened is they know that our body moves on a different frequency respond differently than theirs does. Obviously, because most Caucasian singers sing in high natural voices. Most Nubian singers sing in low voices. Or they were forced to emulate the Amorite and use what's referred to as a falsetto or a placement, but not a natural high voice. Very few Nubian singers have a natural high voice unless they go out their way to like Seal or a couple of other who want to be Amorites, go out their way to sound like Amorites. They're already programmed. They've already got inside his head when he had that accident and altered his frequency. They can also alter your frequency response. Let me tell you what I mean by that so you can better understand. Um, years ago, I tried to teach this, but people wasn't as ready then as they are now. Simple, not uncomplicated. It's the period of time that music took to change. From the time you came in from Africa, when everything was based on drums and chants, right? And you had a kalimba, you follow that? And you had a marimba, 
And then as it moves into the Latino world, and you have the conga, and etc., etc., you know the, the instruments I'm talking about that apply to us as a people. All right. Now, eventually, our music went into blues. Of course, blues was a result of the fact that the Amorite gave us the blues. He took everything from us, beat us up, robbed us, raped us, castrated us, and we became quite depressed. As a result, our music, which is our emotion, became depressed. In due time, that blues changed into rock and roll for people who had cars, <laughs> and R&B for those who didn't. The reason why they called it rock and roll is because little Caucasian kids with combs in their back pocket and grease in their hair and bucks on used to drive around with their car radios on and rock while they rode. Most Nubians couldn't afford a car, so ours was based on rhythm and blues. All that was done standing one place dancing. And the blues was mixed in depression, now with rhythm, and we called it up-tempo. Beat up the tempo a little bit. And there we got rhythm and blues. All right, Amorites, of course, want to do rhythm and blues the same way a lot of Negroes want to try to do heavy metal and rock. It won't work. Hootie and the Blowfish, it won't work long. He was just put out there to destroy the fact that they had no Caucasians that came up with any good hits this year, and they needed a Negro who's a Caucasian to take all the awards. That's all. All right, so as that happened, he started squeezing us, namely the men, to get us to start singing in high voices come commenced around the 60s. And that produced the Delphonics, Blue Magic, Stylistics, Black Ivory, Shy Light, Name some order. Smokey Robinson and the Miracles. Temptations had, but they had uh, Mel going. <laughs> a lot of the hit records were based on um, Alim is his real name. Eddie Kendrick was his um, other name, right? And he was a falsetto. This was done intentionally to get us to love high-pitched sounds. You follow? Because that's the only way we can get a hit record is to sing the way they want. And so Blue Magic and everybody, we all screaming our voices out trying to sound like white people with white men singing naturally in a high voice. You know, with the stuff that's Right? But um, they managed to control our minds then. While we were in these clubs, you know, clubs are used for one thing, gathering people or hitting people in the head with, and when you went to a club, both things would happen to you. They were gathering you and clubbing you in the head. Right? Okay? So we were gathering these clubs, and this is before disco creeped in, and we started dancing. The best thing we could go back to was our Latin roots. You follow that? So we grabbed the Latin, and we started going to the Palladium, and dancing to the Allegro All-Stars, and uh, Tito Puente, Pacheco, and we was in it. And he saw that the Latin population was becoming one with the Negro population, and that really frightened him, that we realized that we're the same family. So he tried to split us, but as a split occurred, instead of us going totally away, we started hustling. You know what hustle means, right? Moving fast, jumping around that clown. So we started hustling. And then what he did is he staged an invasion of America by a group called Devo. And they came in with a sound, Trans Europe Express. Had no body language, the group stood there in plastic hats and black eyes and no motion, and just was saying over and over again, Trans Europe Express, that's all he said. Trans Europe 
And they were looking at them. What they were doing is they were introducing the Moog synthesizer. One of the first, first synthesizers to come in and take out analog sound to bring in digital, to take out acoustic sound and bring in the synthetic instrument. By acoustic sound, I mean when you see a person pick up a guitar with natural strings, not even the metal strings even, the catgut strings, with a wood body, and they're playing that sound with no metal and no wires and no amplification, that's uh, acoustic. When you see a guy pick up a guitar that's all plastic and stick a wire, that's the first stages of digital, though a lot of times the original amplifiers were still analog. Analog means work by two, Tesla's baby. All right, digital crossed out. All right, so they brought in this group called Devo, and they came in to remove the soul. We moved gradually out the hustle into what was called the bus stop. It was a form of destroying us. Amorites took the hustle because what happened is the gay population liked the hustle because it had a lot of body flair to it. It was very much like voguing. Everything was spinning and throwing their hands up. So this was a, a way for a guy to get his sugar out of his shoes without the public right. He could consider himself a good hustler. Right? And then from that he could move over and become a good disco dancer. So the guys that you knew that were very good dancers in the discotheque were usually had a little sugar in their shoes. And they had it working they had it working together. They knew what they were doing. Alright? And then after they did that, they started slowly and surely introducing their music to our children. Now, how they do that? They remove all of the real instruments. Ninety-nine percent of the music that you hear on the radio or record or tape or CD today is synthetic. The, the violins are fake. The bass is fake. The drums are fake. It's all in drum machines. No more human elements. Without the human element, there's really no emotion. And I don't care whether they tell you, you no. Know, when I sample, I put my emotions in it. You put your emotions in the first three licks, and then when you push that continuation button and it goes on by itself, there's no more emotions regardless of what you say. You follow? This is all part of the plan for mind control. The harp project relates to the rainbow project because where there's sound, there's light. And when sound vibrates, different frequencies give off different colors of light. When you look up and see a rainbow, and you see the seven colors of the rainbow, if, you would, if they could tap a wire into the violet, you'd get a certain frequency that would give you a certain tone. They knew that. I'm saying that to say, they knew that they had to destroy the root of nine ether, not the hair. They had to get down beneath the hair. The hair grows out of the root. And that's connected to the protein in the body. That's the, the essence of you. They had to get down inside to destroy that before they could destroy the God in you and turn you from a man to a beast. Which they have, in most cases, if you look at the media today, succeeded in doing. People have transformed into beasts. You are afraid when you walk through mall. And you are the newbies. And you're afraid of your own people, yeah, because that's how dangerous they are scared to be here. Don't tell me that every place you go, if you come across a bunch of newbies, you're never afraid. 
Even if you're afraid for what you might have to do to one of them niggas, it's still fair. Because you don't feel like having to hurt nobody, and you definitely don't want to get hurt. But they have done something. There's definitely a transformation that's taken place. So what happened is they eased into the recording studio and made something that was exclusively controlled by record companies a public fad. Get your own recording studio, own drum machine, own everything you put in your basement, and do your own mixing and sound to make your own record. They eliminated all of the acoustics, pianos. They even made what they referred to as an electric acoustic piano by Yamaha. And I said it as Yamaha and not Yamaha because the Arabs are also a part of it. And if you look at the Leviathan cover, you'll see I have Arabs on there too because they have been working with the devil way back, and I put it in the Leviathan book where you see each one of the Saudi Arabian kings sitting with a different president. This has not been one sympathizer. This goes all the way back to the Sultan himself, who you can find in the first page of the cover of Noble Juali's book, and made reference to several times in the Nation of Islam teaching. They also, I might add, make the mistake for that new information of giving Muhammad two identities in the nation of Islam teaching. One Muhammad in the message to the black man is referred to as a black Arab. They say he was of the black Arab nation, right in the message to the black man. Another set of teachings say, says that Muhammad was a Caucasian and that the wise men came together and told him how he could not convert his people and he died as a result of a broken heart. That is two different Muhammads. One is Muhammad the conqueror of Palestine, which is clear in the lesson when it says that the devil helped us take Palestine. The prophet Muhammad of 1400 years ago, the black Arab, had nothing to do with Palestine ever. He never had any dealings with Caucasians in his whole life. There's no place ever recorded of Rasulullah Muhammad ever having anything to do with Caucasians. They mention him in the Quran under the term Rome, a surah named Rome. But that's it. They mention it in Surah Al-Taha as on the, uh, I think it's 2102, on the day the trumpet is blown, we shall gather together the guilty blue-eyed. Now, of course, the Arabs, in their latest translation out of Saudi Arabia, which I have, the latest Quran has blue eyes. Before it was Blair, Blairy, Zurkan means blue. Zurkan, Azrak, everybody knows means blue. But that's the fact, we don't care. The point is that, to set that record straight, Donald Elijah Muhammad was not making uh, a mistake in reference to Muhammad being white in one place and black in the next. No, contrary. It was two different Muhammad. Muhammad the conqueror was the one that's talking about in the one that's 14 in the class. That's not Rasulullah they're talking about, of taking devil's head. Prophet Muhammad never killed an Amorite in his life because he never came in contact with Amorites. However, Muhammad the conqueror called the great prophet Muhammad by the European. He did kill Amorites. And he was brokenhearted insofar as Salah al-Din, defender of the faith, went into the courts of King Richard, revived him, 
lived with him when he was wounded. Remember, he almost struck down with a lance, brought him back to life, and could not convert him. And wasn't able to convert the invading Christians who came to Jerusalem. The Muslims there could not convert those Christians because they did not realize they were dealing with the rose and the cross. A certain degree of Knights of Templar Freemasonry who know more than Islam. And so he was brokenhearted for that. You got that part of the chapter? All right. So now, getting back to the situation at hand. So here in the world of North America, we were now in these clubs getting banged upside the head with this new music that had only a bottom and a top called disco. We broke away from it, and in came sympathetic instruments, and they rushed into the population access to all types of machines, drum machines, keyboards, keyboards that play by themselves, pre-coded keyboards, just push the button and the music play, you know, everything to keep you on a synthetic wavelength. Why? To get back to the point, to try to damage the nine magnetic particles in the brain. You are King Kong in this story. Want the story? King Kong is a giant gorilla with supernatural strength. He was a god while he was in Africa. The reason why they call him King Kong is because Congo is Central Africa. And he implied everybody in Africa, the Congo. The king is under the spell. In his homeland in Africa, he's worshipped by his own people. Every night, he would come to their town or their village, but yet, and they had a big fence built up against him. With me? And he would, they would have offerings of young virgins for him. And he would come to the town, and they'd put the virgins up there, and that would appease him, and he would go about his business. And he lived like that. It was all right. Everybody was happy. Some Canaanites came along, stumbled into their village, and it came evening, and they had to start running and closing the gates, if you remember. Remember that? And they got scared. They said, what's going on? They said, close the gates. Well, Boomba, Kong was coming. They was going to have a Boomba, you know, stuff that they play. And in time, there were these large, boom, boom, steps. And they saw King Kong, and the first thing that came to their mind is how to get King Kong back to America on stage so they can make the money out of it. So what they did is they lured him with a white woman. Because he was used to that. So the Africans said, if we give him her, he might not want to come back at all. See the blame Washington? So King Kong kidnaps the white woman, runs off into the woods, thus starts the episode of the Hammerites going throughout Africa to get the king. The giant. And bring them to America. Eventually, they sedate King Kong while he is trying to have a sexual relationship with this white woman. And they inject him, sedate him, tie him down, put him on a ship, and sail him to the passage over to America. When he gets to America, they present him before the public, chained down, and all these Amorites are in a party having a good time. That's you. Chained down mentally while the Amorites have a good time. He'll let you in the party, but you're going to be the clown, nigga. So 
So moving on, it was about the music that won the case. All right, let's get back to where we're at. So what they did is they removed those instruments that vibrate without chemistry. And now every Negro got some synthetic instrument in his basement. He's pushing little Casios and Panasonics and all fake. All removing the essence. Back to the point. The Rainbow Project, which is sending out these wavelengths that is called mind control, started back there with who? Rainbow Project. Who's Rainbow? Phoenix Rainbow. Phoenix Rainbow. Now, Phoenix Rainbow. Test who's a part of what? Phoenix. Rainbow. Velic. Remember? Time Machine Philadelphia Experiment? Well, the Philadelphia Experiment was initially intended for the sole purpose of creating invisibility for radar, which they already had called the stuff. You understand? When they got into it, the mathematicians who got involved in it found out that also they can interfere with the brain because of what they refer to as zero time reference. That if all five or six of y'all went through a time loop here, when you came back, Abdul Bike would be affected one way, you'd be affected another, she another, she another, and him another. They found that out. They realized that time has something to do with now. That time in the future has already happened, and time in the past is still happening. I think I told you all about that years ago. I said, if a person's adrenaline is a high point when they die, it will stamp in now. And they will reiterate that incident. And this is why people sometimes think they're driving along and they see a ghost run across the road. And they've calibrated that they come back to that same spot every year or sometimes every 10 years, depending on how it aligns, that that same thing will happen over and over again. A lot of hauntings, as they call them, they make clear that this is a haunted house. What happens? A woman walks along that staircase every night at 12 o'clock on the dock. And so people come in, they set up monitors, and lo and behold, it's a disembodied soul, an exoplasm, an ethereum, an essence that is trapped in now. They can't get out of now. Now keeps happening over and over. The event was so traumatizing that they can't get out of it. It's happening all the time. It's called lost souls, trapped souls, trapped in limbo. They've got terms for days about it. It happens already in your mind if you don't think it's possible. And I'll tell you when it has happened. There are incidents in your life where regardless of what you're doing, you'll flash back to a certain corner where events took place. If you had friends or somebody hung out on one spot and it could have been 20, 30 years ago, you can flash back to that. Or you can flash back to an incident in a concert where you was having a good time. Or you can flash back to falling off a bike or whatever. But you have these things that have, are called now already taking place in your mind and you are away from it sometimes 10, 15, and 20 years. Everybody here has had one of those events stamped in their mind. 
and that event reoccurs periodically. But what keeps you from being trapped in the now of that event is that the body is dying forwardly. Because when you were born, you started dying. You hear me? And you were dying because your cells were dying. You must expire. That's why they call it expiring. Expiration. You must expire before you can become totally ethereal again. But the events that take place while you are expiring, they stamp themselves in now. Like, go back to not the Savior Day, but the last Savior Day. And remember an event. And when you remember the event, you are reliving right now. So now is, now is the all. The all is not moving forward with you. And the all is not left in the past with you. Everything that takes place has a purpose or it won't. Light, for instance. Light was a necessity to exist within a certain period of time in the all. Light didn't begin with the all, because if light began with the all, then the all would be light. God, Allah, Om, Theos, Hashem, Adonai, Yahweh, Elohim, all of them are events in the all appropriated for specific time zones. When they needed to be. That is why I said two years ago, before you believed in Allah, He didn't exist. Before you knew of Allah, He didn't exist. Because all that really exists to you is you right now. And when you're talking to a Negro, and they're talking about what's going to happen, you tell them that's not important. What's importing, what's importing, what's moving on is right now. And how much time I waste talking to you and what I benefit or lose while talking to you. Because whenever you come in contact with any two people, I mean, or any two people come in contact with each other, one is gaining and one is losing. If you give something to somebody, I don't care what they ask you, they're still just another human being, you've lost. If they give something to you, you've gained. How do you utilize now? If you come out here and you talk to me, I give you something that you take with you forever. It's like saying, see that puddle over there? Don't fall. So now when you leave me and as you encounter people in each event of now in your life, you come to find out things I say become important at the moment. Meaning someone starts a conversation and you say, that's interesting. Pop was just talking about that. Bam, you're right on. I need that now. <laughs> you know they want to alter our now. Because we have a 
new zero time reference. We are altering time. For all intents and purposes, it all should be over. But it has just begun. All of my beloved brothers who preceded me, all of them, the messenger, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, the prophet, Noble Juali, the seer, Marcus Garvey, all of them were leading up to now where we can start time from here. Yes, absolutely. Yes. I was on one of your elaborate more on the, uh, I think you said E1 plus E2 equals the light of the sun. You elaborate? Yes. Um, when you say E1, E2, and I know you like that subject because I watch your classes. It's <laughs> pretty good. I watch it. It's pretty good. Y'all guys are doing pretty good out there. Thank you. Um, when you say E1 and E2 equals the sun, like, basically all you're saying is hydrogen and helium. Right? H1 is really hydrogen. On the other side of it, there has to be an etheric light for the other sun, Utu, the etheric sun. You have the manifestation of a sun on this side, and then you have a manifestation of an ethic sun on the other side, an energy light. Let me show you what happens with that. In the um, Islamic world, touching on the base, you have what's called the star and crescent. You follow that? And they say that it's a symbol of the universe. The light symbol is this and it's this and it's this. It's the illusion. It's the lie. It's the confusion symbol. The reason why I say that, I'm going back to the sun. That's where I'm going at is because when you see a crescent, you see that? And you put a star right here, or right here from your side, you see that in, in, the, in the crescent? I ask you, is that possible? Think before you answer, please. Don't be no, don't be no, don't, don't want to do it. You know what I mean? Want to know. Is it possible for the star to sit in a crescent? Why not? That's right. Because the crescent is a moon. And the whole moon is really there. You're just seeing a portion block. And stars are further away from us than the moon. So no star could get on this side of the moon without blocking it out. It's a symbol of deception. You follow? And identifies with the triple darkness on the other side of the ether that there is a recognition of other suns. Now, on this side of the ether, you have H1 hydrogen, right? Again, 554 million tons of hydrogen is changed into 550 million tons of helium each second on the sun. That means hydrogen combined to make helium 2 He. And as helium burns, it gives off more hydrogen. Someone had to make that sun. Someone had to create that formula because it could never reach the helium without some outside force bringing them together to start this tumbling process. So just like that sun on this side gives light 
war on the physical plane, on the other side, ether one and ether two produces the light of the sun on the spiritual side. And the process is ether one changes into ether two, which gives off bad information that is then rejuvenated into good information and gives off pure light. Let me tell you what I mean by that. When the man comes along that can take bad information and make it good information, he is the son of righteousness. When the man comes along that can take the teachings of the nation of Islam, which has been corrupted information, and take that corrupted information and make it good information and healthy information for the people, that's the son of righteousness. When that man comes along that can take that Quran that has been tampered with and write the wrong in it, that's the son of righteousness. The same applies to the Torah. When a man comes along to can take the teachings of the messenger or the prophet, Jolly, and change those bad teachings into good teachings for you, that's the son of righteousness. But the man can take dead soil and the sun can come out and grow fresh vegetables in it. When I can come here and take this earth, you people, and rejuvenate life in you and grow in you, I'm inside you like a plant and I'm blossoming in your brain. I'm turning you into pure light without you even realizing it. When that person comes, that person is called the son of righteousness. But the sad part about it, he can only come at the end, right before the great and dreadful day. Presence represents the great and dreadful day. When the messenger of Elijah Muhammad finished his mission, he had succeeded in turning the hearts of the father toward their son. But the devil stepped in and disrupted it. That's why I was necessary. I was off in my cradle in Ansar. I was not involved in what they were doing. But when they corrupted what he was doing for them, then it was necessary for them to take and bring the Yahweh or the Lord into existence that I may as a son of righteousness turn all of this bad to good. You were falling off the cliff and you had to be caught. Meaning, you were fed up. You were being confused. You were being lied to. You were following along and you were seeing corruption in the mosque. You were seeing corruption in the synagogue. You were seeing corruption in the church. They did not send a preacher. They did not send a religious man. I've been telling people for years, stop trying to judge me as a religious man so you can find fault in my character. I'm not a religious man. I am a teacher. Religious people don't work well with you. You need a teacher, someone that will allow you to badger them just to give you the truth. Someone that will allow you to exercise all your egos at them just to give you the truth. You understand? So I incarnate here, so I can stand before you, and in all that you have been given, in all that you have been taught, in all that you read, in all that you think you know, when you come before me, you have to humble yourself. 
Because of God, how far the land you think you have, you know I can humble you. And it is better to have one man humble you and you rule all other men than to argue with me and be ruled by all other men. You follow me? It's better to stand before me as a father and let me chastise you and get you right and you look good in the eyes of everybody else and stand out there looking like a fool. Because when you see a brother on the street now in a bow tie, you follow? He be saying, he just don't know. He just don't know. When you see a follower of Yahweh than Yahweh, you say, he just don't know. They have no idea. The biggest conversation y'all have in your travel to the day, people have no idea this is going on. Damn, look at these people. They don't even know this world is coming down. They don't even know the successes are here. They don't know the independence, the movie independence is them telling them something. You know it, though. And that is the blessing. Many are called. And I stood up in 1970 and I yelled and I called and I said, Many are called, but few are chosen. When they took the sickness, all of them left. Some of them are back in the street niggas. Some of them think, oh, he's so slick. He's this, he's that. No, I'm the man that's consistent in facts. You see me as, because you have judged me by religious eyes and said, he's not a holy man, heard he does this. He sings music. I can do that. I can do all of that. I'm not your preacher. I ain't your imam. I told him in Brooklyn, don't call me imam. I'm not no imam. Okay, imam. I'm not a religious person. I am simply a teacher. A man coming to right the wrong. And my very presence and what I stand for and what I teach you is doing the job. A job nobody can. None of y'all can do that. And all those fools that left here, and all those that were fools that left here, all they can talk about is the teaching, not the teaching. They can talk about me and how much they don't like me and how I didn't do this and how I didn't do that, but one thing I always did was my job. Regardless of whether I neglected beauty, a book was still coming out for the whole of our people. You follow what I'm saying? I have many people saying, you know, brother so-and-so misses you. I said, I don't remember who it is. He ceased to exist in my world because I have a job to do that's bigger than you. They don't understand a person with a mission. They don't understand your insanity about their mission. They want you to be a person. And I always tell them, if I was a person, I wouldn't be the person I am. <laughs> and you probably wouldn't want to talk to me. It's the person I am that makes you want to talk to me. And in being that person, I don't have time for you unless you are in my world. Unless you want to make this happen. Unless you want to help make this happen. Other than that, I don't have enough time for you. And I'll give you enough time for you to see that I'm not there. I'm not playing. Oh, he's just this. You don't know me. I have died for you people thousands of times. 
My life has been on the line for you people thousands of times. You understand? I am the only one who would get up. Nobody else got up and talked about the world. And all you saw it. And put my to the man. The nation is all, I'm surprised they didn't kill him. You don't think I knew that? But guess what? My responsibility. Man, you translate your own Quran, man. I have to kill you. Guess what? I got a job to do. But then that's what's important to me. And the moment your life is less important to you than your job, you're going to see that everything in the universe works for you. As long as you got yourself out front, you want to party and have a good time and laugh and joke all the time, remember, you're going to be a failure. And you start doing for others more than you do for yourself, and you're going to succeed. You start putting yourself in front of everything. Put other people out. Give to other people. You found me? And you're going to find that that power of love, that's the thing that controls me. People don't think because they don't know me. I don't express my love by, by, by sitting on my lap and patting I express my love by making sure that you have a place to sit. You follow? The deal is, I'm going to tell you the truth regardless of how bitter it is to others. I don't care how mad the Muslims get, defend it. Defend it with truth, not with a weapon. Defend it with truth. If everything I'm saying about Farad is not true, then you produce the facts. You follow what I'm saying? If what I'm saying about Islam is not true, then produce a book and prove it. I put a book out 10 years ago, 360 questions asked the Muslim, they ain't answered it yet. All they're still trying to push is the Bilal filler book. What does it deal with? Me, the teacher. That's because they think I am like their minister, the religious guy. I'm not. I'm a person. Play Monopoly with me and I'll cheat if I can win. Just for the fun of it. And that's my way of telling you, don't make me the preacher. We played baseball, I cheated. Say he's cheating. Pops is cheating. And he was having fun. The fool was the one saying, Pops is cheating. That fool will later go off and slander. I watch the people on the internet ignore him. They can't ignore me. They're too interested in what I have to say on the internet. The room captain, whatever says, ignore him. The people are still asking me questions. Well, you see, they can't. I know that. You understand what I'm saying? I know they can't ignore me. They can't help. They're waiting for Sunday. They're waiting for me. Our room is so full that people are mad at us. Who is this Malachi person? The only thing is wrong. Is you people not coming and saying, that's God. And get them real mad to keep the conversation going. You instead of you so busy not saying, that's God right there. You know God is right there talking to you. Anything you want to know, he ain't God. Yes, he is God. He ain't God. How can a 5% say I'm not God and believe some wino in Harlem became God? <laughs> Bonafide wino, ex follower of Morris Science Temple, which is obvious by the symbol on the, of the 5%. The symbol of the 5% is a number with a circle, a 7, and a star and a crescent with NATO symbol behind it. That, that eight-pointed star is NATO symbol. And the circle and the 7 is Noble Juali. 
don't tell me Clarence was in the nation of Islam and never heard about Noah Jali. I call you a liar. Five percent symbol is a more science symbol. Five percent brag that they were sitting in top full of nuts when he said, I met the father and we were drinking a cup of coffee. God Allah in person is drinking a cup of caffeine. But I can't be God. But a wino can be God. A half-white man, half-white and half-black could be God, who ate pork, by the way. But Allah, they tell you, ate pork and then told him, don't eat this. He could be God, or Allah, and I can't be God. Yeah, You got some yuppie on the cross with a 1960s hippie hairstyle called Jesus. He could be God, and I can't be God. Who y'all fooling, man? And only one of all those gods that show and prove their God by their works is me. Ain't nobody took all the scriptures. I ain't met a teacher yet. Ask your teacher, why hasn't he translated the Quran for you himself, his way to support what he teaches? Even if they say he translated the Quran to support his teachings, say, then why didn't your teacher support his teaching with his Quran. And why are you talking to why women? Now he asked the Hebrew. Why didn't Yahweh then Yahweh translate the Torah? Instead of putting up some old phony book that looked like his own translation, some drawn sketches and call it their Bible from the King James Version. And then turn to the Hebrew Israelites and say, why haven't Ben I mean Father and then turn to the Israelite church and ask, why haven't Ermi? And keep on turning around and say, how come none of your Christian preachers ever took the time to translate the scripture so we could see what it says? Why that man? Where do you get the time to do all of this? Meanwhile, writing a hundred books a year, covering every subject that they ask. I write books based on what people ask you. As I listen, though, you want to know about that? I'll tell you more than you want to know. I had one person say to me, how come I didn't go to a debate with Siraj Wahad? Do you know what would happen to Siraj if you mentioned a debate with Imam Ethan? You make that man nervous and sick. He started getting sick. <laughs> Ahmed Didat then died, and that was their last hope for lying and messing stuff up. They cannot deal with us. <laughs> I heard a joke. Some of might have heard it. I'm sure they heard it. It says, not to put it in our language, right? <laughs> it says that there's a Nawapian who's us, and a Christian who's them camping together in the woods and a bear comes, correct? And as they get to running from the bear, the bear takes chase and they're running and they're running. And the Nawapian looks over to the Christian and says, what's he going to do now? He says, I'm going to pray. You know what I'm saying? He says, well, what you going to do, you know, because that bear is catching up. With us. You follow? And Wapian says, I don't have but one thing to worry about. The Christian says, What? Your religion? He said, No. Beating you in running. <laughs> you understand what I mean? That's the real deal. Now, you keep praying and I'll keep running. Your race is against the bear, my race is against you. <laughs> you you try to outrun him, I'm just going to outrun you, and we'll see. 
discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy the chumba life is for everybody so go to chumbacasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void we're prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details